had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday, October 10th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. We're here from 3 to 6 today, rocking and rolling, celebrating a Cardinal victory over Virginia from over the weekend. Plenty to talk about when it comes to that. We got Trevor Kelsey in the house. We want to hear from you. We want you to be in the house as well. Text only Thornton's text on at 502 414 1450. Love our friends over at Thornton's. We love the Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money every time you have to down, uh, yeah, I was going to say download, but every time you have to fuel up at the pump. i got downloads on the brain. Uh, TK, with me as always, he's celebrating. Download that gas into your car. Download that gas in your car. That's the, the future. Yeah. That's how far I advanced mean, it's, it's is. It's going down into the, into the tank, right? Well done. That's yeah. solid. Done. Trevor's rocking the, on one hand, 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. He's celebrating, on the other hand, his Blue Jays suffered one of the most horrific collapses in the history of playoff baseball. But 5-0 and Eagles. You got the conference championship. You got throwing the history thing in there, too, don't Well, you, you could be a red You can't just be fan. like, hey, you know, it just fell short. You know, Mariners came, made, a cut, made a slight comeback and won. At least you scored. It was only we're only the third. We're not like we're the first team to give up a, a seven plus run lead. We're only the third. It was bad. In a hundred years of baseball, they brought it up. The last time I think was the Red Sox coming back on the Yankees. Maybe I think it was. Or something. I felt legitimately bad for you when I when I saw it all play I mean, out. It was. Just, I had to check on you. I was like, yeah, okay. It was bad. But the Eagles I, helped out. I, I I had like the the posts on Facebook and like the the, the tweets already like ready to go out to of bragging and talking trash and like my buddy's a big Cleveland fan. I was like, we're ready to meet you in the ALCS. Didn't happen. He's like, I'm in a diaper party. I'm like, yeah, we're going to meet you in the ALCS. Ha! Didn't happen. No, I know. That's okay. I was at a diaper party, and the Mariners were the butt pooping all over I me. thought you weren't going to go. No, I didn't. I'm just saying. Oh. He, he said he was that one. I said, well, I was that one, too, and the Mariners were pooping all over me. Um, Yeah, that was – it was. hey, I got the two-game series I wanted, though. There you go. But but other than that, yeah, Louisville looked one. And then uh, Eagles, tough road win. Lions, not so much for you today this weekend, buddy. Didn't score. Didn't score. No points. Well, that offense I told you about that was pretty good. Well, you know, sometimes it might take a week off. <laughs> I was also going up against the Patriots defense in uh, fantasy. I was like, oh, my, you made a mistake. Here we go. <laughs> number, really? one, number one offense in the NFL is coming to town. I was like, oh, they just, 
they basically single-handedly beat me. Is there anything worse than the, like, your favorite team getting shut out in fantasy and in fantasy football going against a team that starts a defense that shut? Because you know you get the ten-point bonus for that. It was embarrassing. He scored. Yeah. Tw- he scored twenty-five and a half points. Yeah. on me with his defense. <laughs> it was bad. It was a bad. Uh, and then he scored a TD too, if I'm not mistaken. They did, or very yeah. early on, set the yeah, tone. Dugger, right, yeah, set the tone right out of the gates. Uh, so that was it. That was bad. But what was good? What was good was Saturday afternoon in Charlottesville, Virginia. Pretty much went downhill after that sometimes for some of us, but it's okay. <laughs> Louisville. After all the scuttle out there on Friday, Thursday, that if they lose this game, potentially, Scott Satterfield could be fired. And by the way, Matt Rule's available now. <laughs> Matt Rule is available now. You and I kind of shot it down. I, Eric Crawford had the report out there that was, uh, you know, saying, talking to people locally here, that there's no sense that there's any imminent decision to be made on Satterfield, anything like that. On Saturday during the game, <clears throat> I had multiple people who were like, people who would know. Who are like, there's legitimacy here. If they lose, I think he's getting fired. We'll never know because Louisville comes back home from Charlottesville within, I mean, dare I say, improbable, at least the way it played out 34 to 17 victory over the UVA Wahoos, who are, let's, let's be real, we'll, we'll say it right out of the gate, the worst team in the ACC. We can say that defend. It's not us. Nope. It's not us. And you know what they say if you're not last, you're first. Is that how it goes? I think that's pretty much how it works. If you're not last, you're in the top half. It's something like that. Yeah. So the- you might go to a bowl. Woo-hoo! That's the way that I'm going to say it. <laughs> so Louisville comes out, and it, it did not start well on Saturday. If you thought that, if you were like TK and you thought Virginia's going to win this game, yes. and a, a lot of Louisville fans did, I was not one of them. No, I, you- I played the rant, I played the spiel because I felt very. What I said was, <laughs> it felt prophetic for one of the first times in my life where I was like, you know what? Nothing about this game says that we should win. I don't think Malik's going to play. I don't think we're going to have three of our running backs healthy. Both those things happen. But if there is a situation that's already weird that can be made weirder, Scott Satterfield will find a way. This is where he thrives. He's the Justin Tucker of weirdness. If there's an opportunity out there to increase the awkwardness, it's automatic. It's going to happen. Why is Justin Tucker weird? Just because he gave a great after-the-game speech about no, how— No, no, t- you're not following what I'm saying. Like, Justin Tucker's automatic. I'm oh, saying oh, I mean, in, the, weird. in the area of weirdness, he's Justin Tucker. Ah, I got you. I thought you meant Justin Tucker was weird. Sorry. He kind of is weird, but he's awesome. You see, he gave like I did. I saw the speech. Kicking, yeah. Satterfield, he's automatic, he when, it automatic. Com- when it comes to increasing the level of awkwardness. That is that and is so, that is a better bet than even Louisville losing without Malik and all those guys. Yeah. So we yeah. said at the end of the uh, I said at the end of the show Friday, we're going to win. I can't tell you how it's going to happen. I don't care if it's Brock Doman. I don't care if it's Nathan McElroy, who uh, intern Patrick let me know I've been saying his name wrong. My apologies to Nathan. Welcome to my world. Spell your name. <laughs> Sorry, I see McElroy spelled out. I just assume it's said that way. McElroy. If, if he's wrong, by the way, I'm, I'm coming after Patrick. I told Kopi the same thing in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, it's gonna, we're, we're going to win the game. I, I don't know how it's going to happen. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be weird. We're going to win because – it's going to set up the most awkward bye week of all time. We can't have clarity in this situation. One way or the other. It can't be good clarity. He's definitely the guy. We're going to roll. We can't have bad clarity. He's definitely not the guy. We're 0-4 in the ACC. we got four losable games coming up. Got to get rid of him now. No. we got to win this game. And also, we're probably, you know, we end up doing it convincingly over Virginia. It did not start well on Saturday. We come out. Brock Doman looks atrocious. Like, looks like he can't throw the ball at all. Virginia is selling out to stop our run game. They're doing so effectively. 
the the, the new wrinkles we're trying to put in to you know, deal with a different quarterback and deal with a different stable of characters around him does not seem to, seem to be accomplishing anything. Virginia comes right out. They march the ball down the field. They score a touchdown. They get a field goal. It's 10 nothing. They're marching down the field again with a 10 nothing lead, and at this point you're thinking, we're done here. Like they, We may lose 40 nothing. They may fire him before we, leave, we get back to Louisville. Instead, the play that – is it the play that saves that? Can we say it? Brandon Armstrong scrambling for what looks to be another first down inside the 20, and I believe it's Monty Montgomery puts his helmet right on the ball, forces a fumble, Louisville gets it. After that, everything changes. Cards come down the field. They have the eerily reminiscent play, eerily similar play to the Evan Conley game against Wake, fourth down play, fakes the handoff, rumbles almost untouched for a 43-yard touchdown, Brock Doman does. Which reminded it was, it was the exact same thing that Evan Conley did against Wake back in 2019, and after that, it settled him down. He threw the ball effectively. We started getting the run game going. The defense was lights out, um, and we rolled to a 34 to 17 victory. Now, what we said on Friday still is true. I think in the in the grand scheme of things, this changes very little. You beat a terrible team. You you maybe kept Satterfield's job alive if those rumors were in fact true. You live to at least set up the possibility of if you can do something great, if you can do something miraculous in the second half of the season, all can be good. You kept that hope alive. But big picture, we still feel like a team. This still feels like an era that is headed to an irreconcilable conclusion, right? I think I think most of us are on the same page. This didn't change our broad picture of Louisville football, of the Scott Satterfield era, of where we're headed. Some people maybe, but I think most people know. And let me say right out of the gate, you don't have to, you can celebrate winning a game. You can be happy about what happened on Saturday. You can you love what Brock Doman did. You can be happy that the kids were celebrating in the locker room and, and you know doing this whole thing and be glad that UofL won while still thinking that this is probably going to be the last season of the Scott Satterfield era and being fine with that and thinking that it's the right thing to happen. You don't have to be, just because you think Sat's out the door. And just because you think somebody's going to come in here and do a better job doesn't mean that you have to be all gloom and doom this Monday. Like, the two are not mutually exclusive. You can say, hey, we won. I'm happy. It's great. There were some good things that happened. We can talk about that. Maybe they can get some energy going in the bye week. But I don't think that anything's really going to change. You don't have to come in here and be like, well, they won. Who cares? Whatever. Like, you can do both things. That is an easy way to fan. And that's what we're. That's what I'm going to do. I'm happy. It was great to see... The guys celebrate a win after a what had to have been a tough week. I mean, they read the same stuff that we do. I'm sure Satterfield heard the same stuff that 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 we did. And to come out there and to to double up a team on their home field in a conference game when you had been 0 and 3 in the ACC was something that that deserved to be celebrated. Having said that, we're still sitting at 3 and 3. We're 1 and 3 in the ACC. We haven't beaten anyone of note. I don't think that we we now have a second half of the season that has we're back to having five top 25 teams because James Madison is in the top 25 here. And we're also playing a pit team that looked to get right over the weekend against Virginia Tech coming up here uh, in in a couple of weeks. It is still more likely than not. I think far more likely than not that Louisville does not get to six wins this year and that Scott Satterfield at some point between now and December winds up being sent his walking papers. But for today, to quote the great Kevin Malone, it just felt nice to win one. It just felt nice to win one. It, it was it, it made Saturday a little bit more enjoyable, and I appreciate that, and I thank Brock Doman and company. And we'll talk about Brock a little bit more later. Is there a QB controversy brooding? We, we can get into that discussion because it's worth ready. We have to. Uh, but it was just for an afternoon. It was nice to enjoy a Cardinal football victory.
we we won him. No, I'm ha- I'm I'm happy we won. Even you know, even though I did bet Virginia and it cost me the parlay because my, yeah. you know my second son up in Purdue also won and that covered. He did on the parlay. They little, may win the Big Ten I, West. I, I went big on a two team parlay and like everything else, mostly in my future. One one of the coaches came through for me, and the other, well, I guess. Didn't come through for me, even though he won. Can I say my Saturday also? <laughs> speaking of, of, of Jeff and Purdue, my Saturday started, the first mention that I see on Twitter is somebody who was like, I've done some investigative work, and I'm now convinced that at Cart Chronicle is the Bring Brom Home guy. I was like, what investigative work? How did they figure you? that out? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are they talking about? I, all I said was, Jesus, no. <laughs> How can you mute yourself? Now, that was where you, talk, you, try to, you thought you'd throw everybody off. By muting, muting him, him. Yeah. muting him, and blocking it. That's why you were like, "Ha ha!" Uh, he, he's not blocked. They'll never, just they'll never know that. Yeah, just <laughs> muted. But I, I, I can. You, you've been accused before. This is the first one that I think I've been accused. I can say I, mean, def- I get accused every week. I can say definitively, <laughs> I'm not the brain bomb home guy. But people are, and I, again, I don't see it because I've got him muted. But there was like, like Kent Spencer texted me last week and was like, "I'm convinced it has to be someone who listens to your show." Oh, that, always that interactive I'm determined. With, so yeah. it has to be. Yeah. Because he's also taking the advice of you of pulling it back a little bit. Yeah, which is why it made me think for a second there that it might be Patrick. And I, <laughs> I, I thought you, it might be interpreted. You were doing it while he was Jenna. But then he was, yeah, you know, I, I was getting tweets from Bring Brom Home you guy. You know I think it is? I think it's Sean Moth. Oh, the Moth Man. <laughs> the Moth Man out there in disguise. This is his alter ego. What if it's Dugan? Brom Man. Could be Dugan. Or now, it could be Troy. It could be. Debbie at the front desk. <laughs> she's, that's why she's not here. She's always in the car. She's tweeting. here today. <laughs> By the way, the the gift cards to the winners are they went out. They're they're out. All right, but they're also they're not hundred percent sure that that Bill Chicken and Seafood's going to honor them because they've been out for a while. And if they don't. If you listen, what, you, is the place not open anymore? It's still open. They have rebranded though. That it, it goes by a different name now. It's still the same place, the same food. They just they rebranded. If those for some reason don't work, we're gonna hit, hook the uh, the people up with Texas Roadhouse gift cards. So it's gonna be made right away. Like Debbie, like, let me know. Couldn't ask for anything more perfect. She's like, I'm show. waiting for confirmation that those are gonna. <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll figure this out. Congrats on winning Text of the Week. We'll have a new winner this week. Only the Rutherford Show will send you out something late, and then when it gets to you, be like, it might not work anymore. Well, because Troy was like, it's still open. I, I Google search. I'm like, it's still open. It's still the same website. They've just changed the name of the place. I think I told you that happened to me in an old radio station I worked at where they, they gave me gift cards instead of like my, my bonus. I don't know. And I was like, oh, fine. I'm, I'm going to spend the money on food anyway because I got to eat. And then I, I, it was just, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the place. And I went to it once, and it was good. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I had like a hundred and something bucks gift card there. I went back like a week later. It was closed. It was That's gone. A terrible feeling. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I would have bought it all in one time if I'd known this. So I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> I can't remember the name of the place. Still, it was on Earthburn Lane. Uh, but so Louisville gets the win on Saturday. I mean, okay. And what, what was your prediction of the score? You didn't. You didn't predict this thing no, win. No, no. I, I said I said it was going to be something really weird. I think I said like twenty three to eighteen because I wanted I wanted like yeah, the weirdest you did, score yeah, possible. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you were going for for, for peak awkwardness. Yeah, I but, thought it was going to be a weird. But game. blowing them out, and we talked about this last week about you know even if the Louisville does blow them out. First of all, it was nice to see a seventeen point lead held on to in the fourth quarter against Virginia. For yeah, once. we went in with a thirteen point lead in the fourth quarter, or I guess it was a ten point lead in the fourth quarter originally. Yeah, and I was like, "We've seen this before," because Virginia had the ball. Yep. they were driving. I was like, "We're gonna yep. lose." <clears throat> you must have been yelling at that Lions game yesterday no, a lot. No, yeah, try, I, I didn't watch a second. Screaming at it, Goff! What are you doing? No, no, <laughs> we need Doman in Detroit. No, but they did. <laughs> yeah, to, to the defense's credit, and I guess the offense's credit, they 
they they put a team away. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if it's how how if everyone knows this, but the uh, the Montgomery sack that you mentioned that caused the fumble, sack gave him that suggestion. It was sad on the sideline going, "Hey, you know what? You might want to hit him and then make him fumble it, and that'll be good for us." I see. see I had to make the <laughs> I did have to make the smart ass joke on Twitter during the game where I was like, "Satterfields make them drop every pass influence on defense," <laughs> really showing itself here because that was Virginia's biggest issue was one when they tried to establish the run. It didn't work, and Virginia fans are furious about this. They carried about what did they have six yards on twenty five. They were terrible. Carries? It was awful. And then when they threw it, and their their wide receivers have historically been good. Like these are these are guys that were all conference players the last couple of years. Just couldn't catch anything. No, this this was a game where I'm sitting there watching it. At one point, I'm thinking, like I know as a Louisville fan, I've been frustrated with with Satterfield somewhat as a coach. At least I don't have that guy at Virginia's sideline. It's his first year, and it's gonna might be his first, second to last year too. Because I, I made a like, they won't fire him after one year. But I tweeted out it's Tony Elliott, and, and yeah, he's comes from, comes over from Clemson, and I was like, if I'm a Virginia fan right now, because they were throwing it all over us the first couple of drives, and their drives would only stall when they would try to go to the run game, and I'm like, what? I'm like, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining, but I'm a Virginia fan. I'm like, why aren't they just letting Brendan Armstrong sit back there and let it rip? Because we can't cover anybody. No, and. All these Virginia fans like like the tweet, and they're like, "No, he's got to establish the run because it's the Clemson way." Like they're already fed up with this guy because he's just he's totally changed what has worked for the program in recent years. And I kind of get it. They're, like, they're missing the Bronco Mendenhall. We're tired of going seven and six type records, which is what kind of we're, we're doing the same thing over here. But well, Mendenhall, Mendenhall at least just like stepped away. They didn't fire him. He just you know he, he quit. Well, because I mean he was getting heat for two years though because people were getting tired of the 500 record which does kind of sound familiar here with us maybe so maybe the grass isn't always green on the other side but you know I'd, I'd rather find out now if that grass is just rotten on the other side and move on to another yard yeah I mean they, they had a good year last year and he was I they've think, been I mean they well they've they've been I don't think they ever won more than eight games have they in the last few no years? I think, they, I think they're it, always at seven and six or which is something it's a step up from where they were I think, exactly you're I think right. they were okay with Bronco and then he stepped away for what I think mental health reasons and they hired Tony Elliott who was seemed to be a good get at the time coming over from Clemson what but was he, he he wasn't was he he was position coach at Clemson I think because or was he like assistant OC or something yeah defensive he was a defensive guy a defensive, I couldn't remember which side yeah. of the ball he was on okay because he wants to. Establish. I know he wasn't DC. He's doing the thing Oklahoma. where it's like, yeah, he's doing the thing where it's like, the, the Clemson way, right? The Clemson. No transfers. Sit on my lap. Exactly. <laughs> I take it back. He was the um, assistant head coach, and uh, he was the new offensive coordinator last year at Clemson. Oh, he was the OC last year. He worked with offense. Yeah, he was the okay. co. He was the co OC for from 2015 to 2019. Then the only OC for the last two years. Oh, okay. um, worked with tight ends and running backs the last couple of years. And now he's at Virginia. And he, he's doing the thing where it's like, what worked for us at Clemson, we're going to make it work at Virginia. And sometimes you have to recognize that there are differences in programs. Namely, going from Clemson to Virginia, yeah. where you just can't automatically do things the same way. You don't have all the, you don't have you don't have a bunch of five star offensive linemen. Exactly. I think he's finding that out firsthand. But it was a, it was, I, I, I can imagine the frustration <laughs> of Virginia fans watching that game. Because they kind of they there were a lot of things happening on that side of the ball that reminded me of our frustrations as Louisville fans, uh, but hey, I wasn't complaining for, at least for this afternoon. No, Great. because officially we are, as you mentioned, the the best thing to take from this game is we are not the worst team in the ACC. We're not. We're not. We no matter what happens, we will be second to last at worst. Clearly not the worst. Team. No, no, clearly no. I mean, Left you, no doubt. We 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 yeah we took that we took that and ran with it from Virginia. So uh, suck on that, Thomas Jefferson. Eat it. Third years. What you get? <laughs> Walking on the grounds of your campus. Suck it, losers. Losers.
Uh, let's talk about Brock Doman specifically. Oh, Blue because Lachlan's okay. I, I, I did give him a nice little DX gif after the game. A nice little, like, uh, Shawn Michaels doing a the D, yeah. extreme suck it. I mean, it was – he got to the point where he just made – he made plays that weren't – the stat line does not look very pretty. But he made, when, when you look at it, he made plays, at least in the second half, that you need just need to make when you needed to make them. Yeah, I mean, he starts off four of thirteen throwing. God he, love you, Marshawn he, Ford. Shut back up. He, yeah, he was he, Marshawn was terrific. Uh, he, he starts off four of thirteen throwing the ball. He ends up seventeen of, of thirty, which just goes to show it was a, a tale of two games for Doman. And his, I, I think the the staggering thing was the first, really the, the the first quarter and a half of this game. Not only did he look like he was struggling with throwing the ball, he wasn't close. Like he, well, the interception was terrible. Either too. He, he was well. Uh, that's an issue with our receivers. Well. That's been pretty consistent for sure. But he also, I mean, every time he tried to throw a deep ball, it was wildly underthrown. He took a shot at Anthony Johnson, who was the former card transfer, who picked it off, and he was Anthony Johnson was all over us for the first really three quarters of that game. He goes to silence. He's throwing massive L's down. Like they're they're mm, doing an L's down party. Yeah. They're doing all that stuff, and you're like, this just isn't going to work. And Virginia starts, as they should, selling out to stop the run because they're like, this guy can't be us with his arm. And then it was just like that the long run somehow inspired – you know, it's like the old basketball adage where you know, shooters sometimes just need to see one go through the net, whether it's a layup or a 10-footer, and all of a sudden they just get that confidence back. That's kind of how it felt like with Doman. And after that, he was delivering strikes, and he was reading the, the defense correctly. He was going through his progressions. And the thing that I thought stood out to me above anything else was how well he stood in the pocket. A lot of times you see backups or inexperienced guys get in there and they just get the happy feet, right? Like mm-hmm. anytime there's any semblance of pressure, they get the happy feet. They start backtracking. They're throwing off their back feet. They're, they're scrambling when they shouldn't be scrambling or they're throwing it too quickly. He wasn't afraid to stand there and take a hit. And he got hit. He got popped a number of times on completions where he stood there till just the last moment, got the ball out at the right time, hit a, strike, a streaking guy over the middle, and took a shot himself. He was, I thought, fantastic in that regard like stood tall in the pocket the entire game and I think you have to give a huge credit to the offensive line I think this was the best offensive line game of the season Doman had time to throw the you know in the second half especially holes were opened up for the 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 running backs this was I mean the stats out there we had zero plays for loss the only play that we had for loss was the knee we took at the end of the game as a team Virginia had zero tackles for loss in this game they didn't get to Doman they didn't have make any of our run plays go for negative yardage. That's a when you look at how we've been playing recently, that's a staggering change from where we've been. Don't forget Doman showed those legs with that with the uh touchdown run. He did and in uh, uh, a couple of other design runs. He showed yeah. off the, the running ability as well. I thought it was a a really good game from him. Which I, I thought turned the, the tide heavily for us as well. It, when, it did. Like like uh, I was just saying I think it, it like it was like a, a shooter seeing the ball go through the net for the first yeah. time. That play changed the entire game certainly from his outlook. And then like you said Marshawn Ford Who's had a, I think we can say, a little bit of a disappointing last season for our, mm. you know, redshirt sophomore, wherever he is. Uh, he's going to be here for 17 <laughs> he's more a years. High school junior, I he's believe. School, he's, he's going Benjamin Button. He's going backwards. It's like there's always money in the banana stand. There's always more eligibility when it comes to Marshawn Ford. He's going to be here forever. He's good to go. <laughs> I can't wait till John sees him playing at Louisville. He's good. Yeah. He's, uh, but he was terrific in this game. I-, I thought it was just everybody who needed to step up to give us a chance to win this game did. And, that was very cool to see. I thought the defense finally stepped up and made some big-time plays. Keetrell Clark, who has had, like Marshawn Ford, I think a disappointing season so far, stepped up in the second half of the game and finally made some plays in the secondary. Money Montgomery, we've talked about him not having a great season. Now, two weeks in a row has made some big plays for us. Uh, the defensive front was terrific. Yaya Diaby, again, was really, really good. 
it was just encouraging. Again, even if it doesn't carry over, even if we get smacked around by Pitt, lose to Wake Forest, and you know, our life and death to beat James Madison for at least this one afternoon, it was nice to see them give these types of performances. It made the it made my weekend more enjoyable for sure. Yeah, I mean, put me on a good path until later on that day. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> leave the Blue Jays out of it. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I went into that our, our four o'clock first pitch with a, with a positive attitude. I'll give you that. Uh, but the the dome and run, especially like because when we went for the field goal down ten nothing, I was actually kind of. I'm normally not one to like say take points off the board. I hate the the uh, you had to listen to it all night with the Bron- with the Ravens game with the analytics thing, which I'm getting sick of hearing analytics. It feels like. What a, that's like the poppycock excuse for coaches now when they make the wrong decision. Like, oh, it was analytics. I'm getting tired of hearing about analytics. So, like, I but I'm usually like you know put points on. But that when we were down ten nothing at that point, I almost wanted to go for it because I had zero confidence how many times we'd get back down in that situation. Thankfully, I was wrong. We did get down in that situation more times, and the dome and run I thought was it kind of really like you said opened it up, like that that free throw going in and that. That made me feel like that was a turning point, especially for our offense in that game and him. So let's that was on fourth down, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah, yeah, fourth fourth and two. And he, he, because like I thought they're, I I thought what exactly what Virginia thought. I thought we're just like giving it. Oh, they they penetrated the line. I mean, they hit, they hit. I don't know who the running back was. He got just destroyed two yards in the backfield. And I'm thinking we're done. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like they clearly stopped it, and they didn't. Um, He ran for freedom, and that was uh, that was it. He did so. Let's get to the question now because I've seen it posed at other places and you know it's going to be talked about. Do we have a quarterback controversy on our hands here? Yeah. You think so? I mean, slightly. I, I wouldn't say that it's – I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying Malik's job is, is gone and he's come back and earned it, but I think there's reason to, to think that, you know, hey, if, 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 if you're not playing well and you're not going to, you know – senior seventh year senior be damned i mean i want the guy out there that's going to do give us the best chance to win and doman showed that he can give us a chance to win see that's that's where i am i mean honestly i don't think it's a controversy to me i i think i'm exactly what you said is kind of where i am i don't think it's a controversy in terms of like should malik start the next game if he's healthy i think if he's healthy he starts against Pitt. yeah but if you like it used to be you ride or die with malik if he's flailing you've got no other option well, you got to ride out with Malik. if he's playing terribly against Pitt then I think all of a sudden now you're like okay let's go let's roll the with with Brock let's see what he can do yeah because right? at least I mean when he was when he's playing terribly and normally a lot of times they do with with the, the passing of the passing part of the situation because you could always be like well if he's not passing the ball well you don't want to bring somebody else in because he, he at least he can give you the legs that the other guys can't I'm not saying Doman is beating Malik in a foot race but he's at least shown us now he can be mobile sure. in that offense mobile enough I mean, you don't have to be Malik or, or Lamar level to be to to be to be good in this as mobile quarterback in this offense. And he showed me. I mean, I mean, was he Tom Brady out there? I mean, pre you know pre divorced? No, but I mean, he wasn't any worse or better than I usually see from Malik on a day, on a, a week by week basis. I mean, seventeen of thirty. I mean, that's. I mean, that that sounds like a Malik line. If I took his name off that name, the stat line and put Malik's name there, but you would not probably blink an eye and think. It was he missed the game. No, I mean, even with the rushing numbers, you might think it was Malik out there if you just put his name. He on did. It. I mean, the, the the stats looked Malik esque, and I think, you know, you can say it was against the worst team in the ACC, maybe. But like, I, I think now, like, I stand by what I said just a second ago. I think 
you Malik gives you the best chance to beat good teams left on the schedule. I, I believe that. But if he's having a game where he's just not hitting or and the opposing defense is cracking down on his his rushing so much that he's not able to get anything going with his legs, I think then you're like, okay, a little bit of change of pace. It kind of, you know, we'd be right back where we were in 2019 a little bit, which is where there were times where Evan Conley came into games because Malik got dinged up, and then Malik was healthy and ready to go back in, and we kept rolling with Evan Conley because he was the more effective quarterback. Especially I think the Lake Forest game. Yeah, I, I think that Brock Doman now gives you that element, and if Malik is so bad that you have you you feel like you know he, he's just you need a change of pace, you now have confidence in Brock Doman's ability to come in and potentially give you that little boost to get back in the game. And I think that's where I, I don't think it's a question of starting. Who should start the next game? If Malik's 100%, I think Malik's the guy. But he should be with a week off. Let's say he plays terribly against Pitt, and in the second half they bring Doman in. Doman plays really well, leads us to a, a, a come-from-behind victory, or at least leads us to a situation where we're in position to win. I think then, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, let's let Brock roll against Wake Forest. Let's see what happens. Uh, I think like, that's where the dynamic is for me now. I'm not going to just give the job to Brock Doman after one week um, because who's to say Malik wouldn't have played just as well against – the worst team in the ACC, but I think now you at least you're curious about what you've got there. If Malik's not playing well in the second half of the season at some point, yeah, you you know you have an option exactly, and that's something that we didn't really. I mean, we just never really even thought we would we had with, with Doman or even Conley to a degree. I mean, you know, not recently because Conley did not look good the last two last, years. Like, not too, I like it's not last two games, like it's last two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah, it's more than multiple seasons. He's looked bad each time he's come in. And granted, one of them was last year against that Clemson game. I mean, you got to give him a little bit. can't really get too mad at him for that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, it's but that's what we need. And and I don't know. I'm assuming Doman has eligibility because he's only been here for three years or five years. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's got a year left maybe. Well, he's been at, I think, five different schools. Oh, I, oh, how did you not watch the game and not know that? They did the whole, like, breakdown. I had forgotten how just they how far across the country he's been. it up multiple times. Though. I believe – that this is his uh, his second to last year of eligibility. I think nothing next year is his last year. Which, and I I don't know unless there's some kind of loophole like the you know fax machine lost paper that Malik isn't coming back next year. I mean I don't know if he has eligibility in some way. He may like, never get a say waiver. never. I he know. missed this one game. I think he can get a red. I, mean, I don't know. So that being said, and, and obviously I know we, we we can bring this up. You know, obviously Pierce Clarkson will yeah. be hopefully here next year, but did get banged up this weekend. He did. He's concussion. Exactly. Just like so I mean, you maybe want to see Brock out there a couple more games, knowing he might be a guy that might play more next year for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're Satterfield, and I know, I know, I like where your head is. Big and, picture. And if you're Satterfield, you have to be thinking, I am coming back next year. I mean, now. Louisville fans may not agree. Josh Hurd may not agree, which is a big person not to agree with. But if you're Satterfield, you got to be somewhat thinking that, it maybe. And I know you guys you should be. And, and I know it's you know you don't, you don't want to look at the future. You might want to live in the now when you're you know you're kind of walking on eggshells as it is. But also, it's not like again we, as we, we stated, it's not like Malik has done anything to make you say no matter have him having a bad game, he doesn't get pulled for sure he's he hasn't earned that in, se- in seven years he hasn't earned that to it's, me. A, it's, it's a good point too like you know we've been talking about Pierce Clarkson coming in next year and we've just kind of assumed I say we I, I've definitely been assuming that Satterfield's going to bring in 
like a grad transfer or somebody who could would compete hope. with him for the starting job. Problem and, is, is he's failed at that last three yes, years. Yes, he swung and missed a bunch, but that's because you had Malik coming back, and nobody wanted to be the the obvious backup at a place like Louisville. <laughs> Anybody's not known Malik couldn't play. <laughs> well, I mean, this everybody. I mean, I know, the rest of the country sees Malik as a top twenty quarterback, and I think that it was you know, those schools aren't getting grad transfer quarterbacks who want to come in and start right away. Now, maybe that guy who's competing with Pierce Clarkson or. Caleb Johnson, who may or may not exist at this point, <laughs> could be Brock Doman. Like maybe he's the guy. You're like, okay, he, like it, it's it's a Will Stein, Teddy Bridgewater situation where like you know, Brock's played a little bit. He played kind of well. He doesn't have the NFL pedigree. Didn't come in here highly touted, but he's good enough to win games for you. Maybe he comes in just to fall camp as like the leader of the job, and Pierce Clarkson has to be just that good as a true freshman to take that job away from. Him. We'll see. And you mentioned on Friday, it bears I guess mentioning on the show, Pierce Clarkson playing in that. Big time, much hyped number one versus number two game against Matter Day. Goes out in the first half with a concussion, does not play in the second half. St. John Bosco gets beat uh, 17 to 7 by Matter Day. Uh, nice uh, big time upset there. Uh, so the number one team in the country. They're not going to win a national championship. Sucks for him. I don't um, think he threw many pass attempts in the whole half he was he in did. there. They ran the ball almost all. They, didn't have, they had like only three possessions in the first half because Matter Day was just controlling the ball on the ground. And I believe his dad, Steve, said on Twitter that he will he'll, he'll not play this weekend, but then should be good to go for the rest of his. his last high school season so that was that was a bummer for sure but hopefully he will be fully healthy moving forward all right we, we've talked long is here bad but i mean if you're gonna say he's injured is that like really, at least for somebody that we're far in the future being our quarterback that's like at least it's not a knee injury or something i think yeah it's i mean hey, yeah, i'm trying, to, I'm trying like to put that. like a silver lining on saying. something i know yeah. what you're saying uh let's take a break when we come back we'll get to the text line your thoughts here on louisville's 34 17 win over virginia did it change anything for you your thoughts on the quarterback situation we'll get to all that good stuff it's the Mike Rutherford Show. It's a celebratory Monday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I'm in the rhyme. I'ma get mine. I'ma get yours. I wanna see sweat coming at your pores. Yeah, I'm like Marcy Marshall with the third nipple, baby. I saw the other day, like it was a I don't know if it was 25 years. Come on, come on. I can't believe this is the number one song in America. This this song was so popular. Remember, he was popular walking around in his tidy whities Yeah. Like I was watching Clueless the other like last week. Yeah. They, they make the reference. And, they made, and he's talking about Marky Mark Paul planting, Rudd, yeah, yeah. Pl- planting a, a tree. And he's like, I'm glad to see Marky Mark taking time from his pants dropping. Like, that was the thing. Like, I remember Rock and Jock. He walked out, get, like, in the Rock and Jock core. Marky Mark his to pants. plant a tree. Yeah. <laughs> now, this, I, I saw the other day on Twitter. And actually, I meant great. to bring it up because I know you love the song. Like, it was, I think it, it was like the 30-year tw- anniversary or something of it being the number one song in America, which was crazy. Uh, the one that it's been 30 years too that it was the number one song in America at any point in time, but I meant to bring it up. I think I saw it after the show. Wait, 30 years that would have been what? 92. Um, 1992. I mean, I love a lot of songs, but uh, what was it? No, no, I'm saying like it was on oh. Twitter that like, it was the 30 year anniversary of that being the number one song in America. Oh, that song being number one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I believe it. that song was pop. 
I mean, it, it issued in the, the, it came along the CC Music Factory sound and that early, I guess, club sound that we. Come on, come on. <laughs> I mean, is it bad we know to watch that and just think like that ended up being like one of the bigger movie stars in the world now? Yeah, it does. And he's, and he's the one that turned down new kids. His bro, When he and his brother both tried out, they offered them both and he turned them down because he wanted to do solo. And people are probably thinking, man, you're an idiot. This is new kids on the block. Look at Donnie. I mean, other than, you know, burning down hotels in Louisville, this guy's killing it. Mark uh, and Mark's like, nah, man. I'm being... I got some tidy whities Because didn't he, what did, what, did, what did he get arrested for? Wasn't beating up like an old person? Which one? Marky Mark. It was a hate crime, wasn't it? I think it was like uh, a... Supposedly when he was a teenager, yeah. He, this is, nobody knew this, and it was like on his Wikipedia page for years. Yeah, I mean, I think. Like, somebody finally went to his Wiki page and was like, whoa. I thought it was well known. Uh, no, yeah, he got into a uh, scuffle where he supposedly he used a racial slur in the middle of a fight when he was a teenager. And like beat the hell out of something. Yeah. All the gold guy. I mean. Not great. But people change. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he was a teenager. Bleep happens. I mean, who, who hasn't made mistakes as kids? Hasn't beaten up an old person and using an ethnic slur, I guess. I mean, it's right through with being a serial killer phase, right? I guess. <laughs> By the way, I finally finished Dahmer this weekend, too. There you go. It took me a I couldn't get, I, I couldn't watch like five or six in a row of, of that. If you could like, watch I could it. Only, I could only like do one or two at a time. The emotional strings were just, which is saying a lot for something that you already knew was going to happen. I was going to say, I don't know if I can watch this right now in it's, my current mental state, but. <laughs> now, did you ever finish Only Murder still? You still got the no, one? No, I still got two episodes left. So you got at least one of the reveals, I think, right? What was the last thing that happened? I don't want to talk about it on air. I don't want okay. to ruin it for people. Okay, I'll tell you during the break. Most people, most people, unlike you, have finished it by now. <laughs> well, I mean, some people may want to watch it. Walter White. I don't died. know many people that have. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> uh, let's go to the text line five two two four one four fourteen fifty. Let's get your thoughts on uh, the Virginia game on Saturday. Also coming up in hour number two, we'll have a. There's an AJ Johnson update. AJ Johnson update of the day coming your way. I feel like I need another song for AJ Johnson. No, we're gonna do it. We, we're, we're just moving. We're gonna act like we never paid any attention to DJ Wagner. Oh, there is a DJ Wagner update of the day too. Oh, that's gonna be confusing. We can we can do them together. We can put them together. AJ DJ, AJ DJ, AJ DJ. Which one of the J's are we doing? AJ DJ. Texture says, "Here's hoping TK can root for my M's the rest of the playoffs." I realize being swept by the Strohs is imminent. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way for Toronto, to be honest with you. Uh, going against the Astros, I wasn't too confident. But, no, I am uh Mariners guy. You've got my support. You know what? Give, give me a couple of days. But you will have my support. Yeah, he just needs, it, needs some time off. It's still a little fresh in the wound. He'll be ready for game one tomorrow. Texas says, Mike predicts peak Satterfield weirdness better than anyone. You did. You nailed it. I feel like, I've, I feel like I'm finally getting a hand. Your nickname is The Carpenter. Finally getting my, my PhD in Scott. <laughs> Scott HD. I guess you're not you're not like saying he's like turning things around or he's doing a better job. It's no, just I like, just know what he's gonna do. He's just gonna do this just to make it awkward. He's gonna maintain the most weird thing he can. Yeah. And it was not losing and potentially getting fired. Like you may think like, oh, that's gonna be so weird. No. The most awkward thing he could do is going into a bye week, give the team's most complete performance of the season with a backup quarterback and two of our five running backs. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, if he had lost, we would be spending this week pretty much talking about, like, has he been let go, but he's hanging out the rest of the year? Or I think did we, he not get let go? Has there been. Or reacting to the official news that he'd been let go. Did, did he? It would have been something. Yeah. Like uh, did he beg? I mean, what? What's, did he plead? What, what What? What? are we talking about? I mean, we'd have stuff to talk about. That, don't get, And it wouldn't be anything to do with probably how we lost the game. No. It'd be all about Saturday. Yeah. And the future. Like, the game would have been it's almost a non sequitur. Yes, it would be. 
Texture says, Happy Canadian Thanksgiving Day, Trevor. What are you thankful for this year? Is it Canadian Thanksgiving Day? Yeah. Did you did are you saying yeah, like you knew that. Texture says so. I'm assuming. Well, okay. Right. I yeah. mean, but you acted like I said I questioned it and you were like, Oh yeah. You you sound like confident, like you knew it, like you already had. Oh no, like, I have no idea. Like festivities already ready. <laughs> yeah, we, we celebrate. <laughs> we're big. Joey Vado comes over to our house every year. Well, first of all, I want to say, how dare the Mariners just break our hearts on the eve of Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving? It's very insensitive. I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, come on, Seattle. Um, I'm thankful uh, for five and zero in Dallas week. There you go. That's a good. That's a Cowboy good week, baby. For. I think that the first Eagles game I ever went to was a loss to Miami. And I just, the, the, getting a feel of how it is to be in an Eagles game. And I went to, they have a, um, this like really cool like bar, sports club bar place right next to the stadium. And I'm in there. Everybody's just hammered, mad. We can't be so mad because Mark Sanchez was the starter for the game. Yeah. And I just remember the DJ getting on and going, this is how I, this is how I knew I was, I was home. He says, everybody, it was a rough day. But let's remember this. It's always a good day because the Cowboys lost and the Cowboys suck. There you go. And everybody just cheer goes. The place goes nuts as if we'd beaten the Dolphins that day. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, yes. <laughs> it was nice. Like Saturday, you know, we have the Louisville win. Um, like we got the kids out of the house. They were having like, like they were really good. Uh, both of them were really good the entire day. We get home late. Uh, we we have some, we have a nice dinner, which was awesome. And then what'd you have? Uh, we added the eagle, a little fried chicken. Ooh, the eagle, okay. One of yeah. my favorite places. And then, like, we're watching UK lose to South Carolina. Ooh. It was just, like it was a perfect, it was a nice little fall day. I didn't day. get a chance to watch much of the Beautiful game. Beautiful fall day. I, I was I was out I was hanging out at a buddy's house for a little bit, and then actually, this is I don't know if this is a, makes me a bad sports cast, sports person or not, but I started watching a little bit more of the Extreme Rules on uh, the WB pay per view on uh, instead of uh, on Saturday night instead of some of the game and that UK game. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. I want to see the Bray Wyatt come back. It was pretty cool. I didn't hate UK losing. Some quarter, you know, some I mean, programs they can get it done with backup quarterbacks. Others, others can't. You know, <laughs> some can make, some can win conference games with backup quarterbacks on the road. Some can't win conference games with backup quarterbacks in their their home building. Hat tip to favorites. Rob Jones. Some of us are master of our domain. Ah, <laughs> I, I like gotta give that. him a hat tip on that t- that text he put out. He did that on Saturday. I did like um, the ACC Digital Network went with Brocktoberfest. Brocktoberfest, like, baby. It's me. I mean, There's so many out there. That's that's this one reason why we need maybe need them to take over the job. I like Brock just, Nation. Just for the, just for everything. You know, we have Jay Z in the in the fold now. I feel like Brock Nation works. We're gonna Brock you like a hurricane. Brockefeller group. <laughs> Brockefeller. <laughs> but Brocktoberfest was good. I mean, you gotta we gotta have Paul Heyman come out there. Brock. Doman. I wonder if Brock Havelstead's pissed. He's like, I'm no longer the most famous Brock on the team. Who? Our kicker. Who? Brock Havelstead. Brock 2? B2? B2. He's like, he's like, I want to be Brock 1. Texture says, we all know this win doesn't change the mindset of anyone, but let's celebrate the fact that we stole a win on the road in conference play with a backup quarterback. Happy to see the team play with a bunch of uh, energy. At least we know they haven't given up. Shout out to the D-line. I thought the six sacks they had were all came at crucial moments. And that was something we said at the end of Friday's show. Was I was really curious to see, given all the speculation last week about, you know, is Satterfield going to be on his way out with a loss? You know, how, how safe is his job? If the team just came out and, and laid down, I think that was a clear indicator that they, you know, Satterfield had lost the team. They didn't care about him anyway. They, they just had given up, basically. And if they came out and at least played hard, whether they won or not, they 
I think was a solid indication that they they care about this coaching staff. They want things to get better. They just haven't been very good. And they certainly came out and played hard. They didn't play well at the beginning, but they came out and they played hard. And, and they, they played hard the entire game. And I think this was – it was what you wanted to see. It was encouraging as far as just everybody's still invested. Nobody's going to just lay down. This The second half of the season may go poorly. We may be talking about a, a coaching change, um, whether it happens at the end of the U.K. game or it happens before then. But – it's these guys are. It's not going to be a 2018 situation. We're not the worst. We're not. It's not the worst Louisville team that we can remember. No, it, and we're not going to be the worst team in the ACC this year, no matter as bad as it can be. And I told you, like we're we're at least better than 2018. We won a conference game. Yeah. They're not going to lay down. They're not going to start losing games like 55 to 10 every week. And it's not going to be just no, a complete utter embarrassment. Remember what happened to Virginia in that season before the what South the, the Florida State right game was like 27 game. three yeah, or something. It was bad. By the way, I know this is off topic, but this is, this just almost cracks me up. <laughs> this is, I guess, from a a, a, a Washington uh, beat writer or cover. Washington says Ron, Ron Rivera was just asked why the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles are all further ahead in their rebuilds, which coincides with Washington's. His response was simply one word: quarterback. I mean, poor man. Wentz just got thrown under the train and backed up on that yeah, one. That's tough. That's that's a, that's a harsh thing. To, that's being bluntly honest. Imagine uh, if we had Satterfield that, and he was just like quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, Texas, if you are the coach, do you go with Doman or Cunningham next game? We we, we just talked about this. I think it's Cunningham, but you yes. feel you feel better about going to Doman if you have to. Texas, nice win, but Sat still needs to go. We don't want six and six to be the standard for the next ten years here. Do you try to do you, if you go with Doman and you're Sat? Do you say point blank you're picking Doman over him, or do you? Use the concussion protocol thing on, on Malik to, as a reason to keep him out one more week and start Brock. I don't think that that will be any. I mean, because the concussion thing is always so mysterious. That, mysterious it is, that, but you have a bye week. That's that, that's what changes. Though. But even then, I mean, you can still say, "Well, we're not real sure. We we want to give him one more week. You can throw two his name out there if you want." I mean, I, I can see it being a way to do it publicly without putting the heat on, saying, "Hey, we're just benching Malik." Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I think that. Three weeks off for a concussion has almost always been enough, unless it's just been you know, a dude got knocked flat cold. Yeah, he's and was Batman. Out, yeah, like, like, awful. But and that wasn't the case with Malik's injury. Like, he would have been at, like that. Would be if you're if you're not playing him in the pick game, that'd be almost a month sideline by what looked to be a. You know, Do you think that would be if there wasn't a bye week? That would be more of an option than for possibly? sure. Okay, but I also don't think that that's going to. I, I think that Satterfield, if if he has the chance to play Malik, is going to play Malik. I would think so. But. but like we've said a couple of times now, I, I do think that if it's a situation where Malik's just not playing well, if he just is not hitting and the offense isn't moving, that now he has far more confidence just going to Brock Doman as a little bit of a change of pace than he did five days ago. That might not be. Listen, there's one thing we've learned about Malik in, five, in seven years is that sometimes when he gets, when he gets pressure on him, he seems to, I mean, usually whatever analogy you want, fold like a cheap suit, a lawn chair. Hasn't responded well a lot of times, for sure. Yeah, and that's – I worry that if he now knows this is the first time in his career that he's got somebody actually legitimately over his shoulder, how much that's going to affect him when he does come back and get back into the starting position. Yeah, I mean, you hope I mean, that if you're Satterfield, to... you publicly come out and say no, it's, no. it's Malik. I mean, uh, uh... I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. I think he'll do. I don't know if he'll do press tomorrow. I don't know how that works with the bye week, uh, but he will talk at some point. I know they don't have a coach's show this week, 
But we'll hear from him at some point before the pick-in, which, by the way, we found out today is going to be an 8 p.m. kickoff at Cardinal Stadium. <gasps> it's Louisville's homecoming game. By the way, we won. Uh, you know I love not having to wake up for noon game. I know you're excited. <laughs> we won. Um, it was Virginia. Virginia made us their homecoming game this year on Saturday. It was the first time where we have. Wow. It's the first time where we have won a homecoming game again, like on the road. It, it ruined their homecoming since the Cragthorpe win over Cincinnati when they were ranked back in 07. Nice, long time. That's a long time. Plus, it just it makes me smile to think we ruined something from Cincinnati. We did. Suck it, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Texture says was their homecoming crowd. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson furious. I know it's not Louisville Royal, but this is still pretty neat. Shaq, aka DJ Diesel, is going to perform. Before a Western Kentucky football game this season, like Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, this month. I mean, is, cool. Do you think Western was like, hey, he's just happy to get a, an offer that he he went to he's doing it for Western? I guess that's it's a it's cool, <laughs> Texter. It's also a little bit strange. It is. I mean, it is awesome. Though. I mean, how I many more games does Western have? I think six, just like us. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any home game. Did he say which game? I didn't hear you. All I see is the headline. It says this month. So this I, month we can find out, but I'm. Not sure. It could be a good crowd there. That's good. What's good publicity? That's good for Western. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the text line some more. Also, we'll have this AJ Johnson slash DJ Wagner update of the day. Before we do that, reminder, it's getting cold outside. If you have some heating problems this winter, only one place to go. Our friends at AirServe. Call them at 502-264-9662 any hour of the day. And when we say any hour of the day, we don't just mean man, 9 o'clock to 9 o'clock, midnight to noon. Any hour of the day. AirServe is going to have a, a person there to take your call. They'll have a technician available to come out to your home and fix your problem. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is always going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. If you want to have more information, visit their website, airserve.com slash Louisville. Spell it out, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. And again, the phone number, 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two is on the way. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Mike Rutherford Show. Save this for Wednesday. We can just let music play on Wednesdays. We're, we're, what? We got a whole bye week coming up. Do not ruin my good vibrations. We have actual stuff to talk about today. Next week, we'll figure it out. Speaking of, I'm going to give you the option here. Do we go back to the text line here for the segment, or would you like to get to the DJ Wagner slash AJ Johnson updates of the day? Oh, man. This is Sophie's choice. 
Um, you know what? DJ Johnson, AJ Johnson, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, AJ Johnson, AJ, where's AJ going to go? To Scoot Johnson, AJ Johnson, AJ Johnson, Wagner Johnson, DJ Wagner, whose update is going to come first? Wagner, 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 DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Only one of the Kids, he seems to be considering us. Wagner, T.J. Wagner, A.J. Johnson, oh, oh, A.J. Johnson. Oh, oh. All right, that's good. The D- we'll do the D.J. Wagner update of the day first because it's very, very quick. We have more or less, I think, little fans that have kind of, I don't want to say given up. I don't want to speak for everybody. I-, I gave up a long time ago. I think that it's, you did. it seems to be fairly cut and dry that he's going to go to U.K. I've, I don't want to say I've given up. Like. What well, you hold like what you're like not, you've given up at what like ninety eight percent when I when I officially said like I think it's done I held at five percent I think it's like there's like a point oh oh two percent see I'm still now I'm at the holding on to like five percent today DJ Wagner became one of five high school players another one of them is Bronny James by the way this is not great news for you who signed an official NIL deal with Nike that doesn't mean anything to me it's not good. I mean, if you're signing an NIL deal with Nike, there's a, I mean, I would say it's almost a guarantee you're going to sign with a college letter of intent with a Nike school. Maybe you would. Talk to me if either one of those guys goes to an Adidas school. I think that Bronny James is going to go to a Nike school. His dad's Nike dude. And we'll see what happens with, uh, with DJ Wagner, but I think that it's, it's going to be okay. But that was a, that was a minor. Update. That one. Yeah. That one, that doesn't, that doesn't like make me lose any more. That doesn't make me lose as much faith as it does when I see him booking, you know, I, mean, I don't even care what DJ Wagner's doing at this point. I know we're not recruiting. They're him, big so. blue madness and <laughs> so, not coming. Yeah. We're not even recruiting we're him not, now. We're not, we, we've been done for a while. Do we know dad still is part of this? Grandpa's still part of the team. As I started Troy before I, uh, we went on the air today and he's like, he's like, just start the narrative that like DJ's always like hated his grandpa. Like, like what if he was. <laughs> it's like he actually was gonna go to Louisville before they hired Mill. It was just an error in judgment. Like he was all he was he was locked, and now he's uh, he's going to UK just because we hired Mill. Should have gotten him more than a sweater for Christmas, Mill. But let's talk about AJ Johnson, who has become the new five star, I think, recruit of interest when it comes to the 2023 class for and most Louisville fans. DJ. Who is coming to Louisville live a week from this Friday? Tickets still available. Make it out there if you can. But AJ Johnson has a new interview with Matt uh, Whitfield. Who covers? He works for Adam Zagoria over at Zagsblog.com, who has been like the kind of the bear of terrible news for us every time there's an Adam Zagoria update. But AJ Johnson gave an update on his recruitment today, and he was asked point blank, "Which schools are working the hardest on you right now? Which schools are working the hardest to land you?" And he specified two: Louisville. He said Texas. They work pretty hard. And a lot. LSU. Oh. I would say them as well, is what Johnson said. He recently took visits to both programs. He's also taken an unofficial, uh, an official visit. <laughs> He's taken an official visit to NC State and USC as well. Um, I would prefer it if one of those two were Louisville. I really. I, I said when he went to Texas, I'm like, you know, Chris Beard doesn't lose many of these. That makes me very, very nervous. But I hope that this isn't a case of, and who knows, maybe this is just the kid talking. But if we're going to lose out in this recruitment, I don't want to lose out because it's an effort thing, right? Like, we should be, this is our five-star chance, it feels like. This is the guy that we have to make the crown jewel of our class. He can 
make the fan base forget about DJ Wagner to an extent. He can be the guy who kickstarts Louisville basketball back. If we're going to lose out on him, have it be because we don't know what's going on with the IRP or because we can't match the NIL deal of a place like Texas. That's but, what is, is that for slang for nil offer? Maybe. I mean, I, I've, I have no idea where that answer is coming from. But if it's just like they're calling me more, they're doing more work, then that is a concern. And I think Louisville mm. fans should be upset about that. But yeah. we don't know exactly what that means. Uh, he was asked about you know, going to Louisville Live on the, the, the 21st coming up. He also mentioned, which I did not know this, um, his his trainer, Mike Hill, was the guy who confirmed the report that he's going to be visiting um, and saying, also confirming that Louisville's extended an offer, of course. We, we knew that. Um, he talked about going to Donda Academy, which is Kanye West school. He also got to meet Kanye West recently and said he was cool. Um, and that's kind of the, the entire update there. But the fact that he is asked point blank, like, who's recruiting you the hardest? And Louisville's not one of the names that instantly comes to his mind. It's it's not the end all be all, but it's not good. It could it, 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 to, to make this a positive swing. What it mean, what that could mean though is that Louisville's the leader, and those two are fighting the hardest to get back into the race. I love your spin. I love damn it. I love your spin. I mean that's that, that's how I heard it personally. I love the spin. <laughs> you got to spin. Uh, it's it'd be worse for us if we were like NC State and USC in terms of like being places that he's already visited. And still not being on the top of his name, True. I think your hope for Louisville is you're putting all of your your eggs in this Louisville live, right? Like, this is where you land the kid. We're gonna have the students out there chanting his name. The students out there with signs. We need to show him the Ville. We need to whatever they're doing. I mean, get, 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 whoever's doing the football recruiting visit weekends, get them over on the basketball side. Give them some jets. Get some jets out there. Get some Lambos out Ooh, there. We can land a helicopter in the outfield. That says that spells AJ. I, do whatever the football program has been doing because they're blowing these visits out of the water. Let's make that happen. Let's get uh, Pete Thomas, Pete Nocta, whoever on board for like that weekend. Just hire them. You know, we, we you know we, we get the big football game against Pitt. They, they can take a little. They can take twenty four hours off. They got a bye week. We can mow AJ. AJ is the man into the outfield. Nick Curran, make it happen. Come on, Nick. I know you got pull up there still. Greg Galliette, make a I mean, play. You're probably here. in Florida or Vegas or somewhere on vacation right now, but make a call, man. We need you guys to do something here because yeah. this is the the, the big. <laughs> Let's get Greg Galliette. You've only been you've been there for like 40 years, dude. You've got to have some kind of pull. help us out. Yeah. Uh, we also speaking of uh, Louisville Live Week, uh, we've had uh, more visitors coming. Oh, oh, announced uh, more 2025 prospects coming out. We can talk about that a little bit later if we 25? want to. Five. That means that they're high school juniors. They will be. Right, sophomores. 2023 is the current class. Those are seniors. 2024, we have a ton of those coming. Those are juniors. 2025 will be high school sophomores? sophomores. Yeah. Oh, they're going to have a blast. They're going to have a good time. They're going to have a real good time. That's what we're going to do. That's what we do. <laughs> Keep them away from the den. Uh, <laughs> the other basketball note that I want to get to is they announced today three captains for the upcoming season. The three that we've kind of talked about that you might expect. L. Ellis, Sidney Curry, Jalen Withers. Any problems whatsoever no, from here? No, no, no yeah. problems. No, no shock. No. Can you cha- can you change captains at during the year? Have we done that before? We took Montrez Harrell's captaincy away in the middle of the season because he was being too mean to people. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Some reason it does sound familiar. It was in 2015. It was when we ended up going to the Elite Eight. <laughs> he was like, like basically, like the stories of Montrez Harrell. He was like the ultimate bully. Like, like he was like making, like. He was making a Koya Gallus life hell, like basically in practice every single day that year. I remember hearing the stories, but that's why, like, basically, Patino was like, "You need to be nicer to, to these kids. You're just being like a total D word." And he was like, "No." And so Patino's like, "Okay, you're not you're not a captain anymore." Koya Gallus, forgot about that. He, he ended up transferring like Georgetown, Nebraska, and then and, back here, and then back. Yeah, he like bounced. He finished here right, last year. Yeah. 
2025 class uh, prospect who's going to visit, who announced today, EJ Walker, is going to be We just love the Jays, don't we? We're, we're big on the DJ, AJ, EJ. If you have a full first name, don't even bother coming. Uh, he's out of. He, he's from Lloyd High School here in the state of Kentucky. Okay, I like that. Six eight power forward, twenty twenty five class. They haven't. He's, he doesn't have a ranking yet because a lot of kids in that I, class it's won't a, have rankings. It's a, it's a it's a state kid though. Bring him in. Bring him in. We're good to go. But he's joined. He joins the the list now that includes Trenton Flowers, Carter Bryant, Carter Knox, AJ Johnson, Elliot Cadeau. Um, three of those are, I guess, everybody besides. Uh, AJ Johnson is a 2024 or 2025. Have we had any leaks or hints towards who our celebrities are going to be there? They're going to be there. No, but I've, I've heard it's not. I mean, I know the the, the only thing that I've been told is that it's not like the the common thought is like, oh, it's going to be Jack Harlow again. I mean, and I've heard like the common. That, it's going to be something that people are not expecting. Not, first of all, I have no problem with. It. I mean, Jack, don't say it like it's Jack Harlow again. No, it's Jack Harlow again. Like he's still he isn't he's 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 still in his in his fame. Peak. I mean, let's bring him back in. I mean, we can look up his schedule. Well, can't I think we? there's a chance that he could be coming in. I think he's one of the guests. But I think okay. the, the, everybody's like, well, it's just going to be Jack Harlow again because he's already come to Louisville Live before. But what I've been told is that I guess one of the guests, at least, is going to be somebody that people are not talking about right now, which Ooh. makes me excited. I'm curious. I, I have no idea. I really don't. I, I'm very curious to hear what's Adam going Duvall, to be. Adam Duvall, former National League RBI leader and World Series champion. <laughs> Please welcome back. <laughs> I don't think he's with the Braves again this year, was he? To buy a hopper. <laughs> a goo or guy is back. I'm back again, everyone. <laughs> My third time. Former Louisville Mayor Dave Armstrong. Oh, um. Now I'm just thinking. Of ter- I'm back to thinking about terrible. Fans. I think Purvis Nelson may be one of them. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be cool. That'd be great. What would just have? What would just have like a, a, a reu- an '86 reunion just walk out? Like be very everybody. Cool. It'd be kind of bad timing since like we're getting none of the kids that he's coached. Yeah. <laughs> awkward for him to come back now. You'd be a lot more celebrated if you were bringing Bradshaw and Wagner with you. But whatever. Yeah, no, no, never, never, never been. <laughs> Texter, or, uh, this is on Twitter, at SosaDeep3, says, Chris Beard's starting to become a real thorn in my, can't say that word, but yes, he is. Texas is just becoming like, the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't, I don't like what Texas is doing I mean, Texas has us. been recruiting for a minute. It's just We're just actually now recruiting some of the guys that they are recruiting too. I mean, yeah, but they, they keep taking our they've grad been, they've transfers. Been, they've, been, they've been a thorn in UK side. The shock was a thorn in UK side with the big men over there for the last couple I mean, of they years. Took, but they took Charlie from us. They took Courtney Ramey from us. They took Marcus Carr from us. They might be taking uh, AJ Johnson from us. I don't. I don't like any of this. I'm an, I'm annoyed by it. It's getting hard to. I, I do. I, I'm a big Chris Beard fan too. So He's it's getting good. hard to like. Yeah, it it is. It just helped make me not want to like him. Annoying. Um, we can go back to the text line now. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I should have picked that after listening to those. Updates. I should have picked the text line instead. Texture says Chad Millard, uh, Millard, Louisville Live celebrity guest confirmed. <laughs> Didn't he end up going to Bellerman? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Who was the one? Was it he was him or Perrin that like was went to Bellerman? Like was official, then he wasn't official, then it, it was, was official. Perrin and, like, and then Van Trees too. Van, okay, was it the other one? Which Van Trees also like at his senior day was like coach wanted to send me to Bellerman, then he wanted me back, then he wanted to send me to Bellerman, yeah. <laughs> which is exactly how it played out. Uh, Texas has stuck the shocker and see murder as the guest. Well, see murder. We found that out. He's not. <laughs> he's not making any Louisville lives anytime take, soon. Taking his name to to the extreme. 
He's not coming anytime soon. Remember when he got arrested for like, your name is C. Murder. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a clever name. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, so that was the your basketball update. I did like the, the I think there were quotes in the Jalen Withers LLS release that came out, um, and, and Sidney Curry as well. But those are the three guys that we talked about when we I asked you who you think is representing the, the program at Media Day next week. Yeah, and we were like, those are really the only three choices. I think it's just Curry and Ellis who are doing that. Who would you vote for, for if there was a, was a fourth? Who would you vote it for it to be? I mean... It had to be somebody like behind closed doors. I assume they're just I've doing no well in practice, there. maybe or something. Yeah, you know, like the the football team named Momo Sonogo is a captain this year, despite this being his first year in the program. Like because he was such a vocal leader. Remember Luke Hancock the year that he was um, sitting out. People were talking about him stepping up mm-hmm. being a leader. It had to be somebody like that. That I just don't. If there had been, we a, don't have insight. If into there had it. been a fourth player on this uh, captain, because I mean I know there's not like a definitive number of captains. I think you don't have to first have two or three. Or just make him a captain. <laughs> Well, if it'd been James or, or that's what I was thinking, like, or Lands or something like that, that would, I mean, that would make that would probably get some extra, you know, oomph in the in the trousers to Louisville fans thinking that you know what has he done in practice that he's now a captain. That that's got to be making you feel confident. Unfortunately, or like JJ Trainer, I say all this and n- nobody was, you know, given this option or put in this position. So maybe I should just shut up now. Did you see Hersey Miller's like <laughs> team picture? He's no. got like, he's like the the. Like the tank chain out, like he's like, oh, he's looking Lord. very no limit. Oh, it's awesome! It's so cool. Is it the same chain as Dad wore back in the day? No, 90s? but I wish it was. It's it was very cool. I was just like, hootie who? This is great. <laughs> it's a coach for the killers. Buckle up, knuckle up. What was the name of the woman? Maya or Mia? Or Mia X. Mia X. Yeah, maybe she's the special guest. I would. You know what? A lot of the kids wouldn't care. I would love. What, it. what if the lights went down and like this, this like, like you have this big like cardinal thing, and next thing you know, we're bust through it like a high school team coming onto the field. It's me X on top of a, of a tank, and she starts rapping. <laughs> I I mean, me X's verse and party don't stop is probably the best verse in that, in that song. I was a big fan of me X. That would be the place would go insane. Half the kids would be like, "Who is that?" But the other half That's would go saying. insane. I would love it. I think the average 16-year-old would be like, what the hell is going on right now? Um, the recruits are like, what happened to Missy Elliott? Mia, Mia X is 52 years old right now. Is she really? Yes. I'm just glad she's still alive personally now that I bring this all I, up. I, <laughs> I know that she's 52 because I checked to make sure that she was alive before we said anything else about her. In the back of my mind, I was thinking about that. Because I, I, could, I could see me missing her passing, unfortunately. Yeah, she was she was she was great though. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Texas says, "Look, I completely understand the opponent and all the variables that went into the game on Saturday, but a part of me and a pretty good sized part of me kind of wants to see Doman start against Pitt." I mean, I get it. I mean, you don't have to see him start to see him play, though. Yeah, but I, I understand the curiosity because we've seen Malik against. I mean, we've seen Malik for the better part, I mean, oh, a decade, a better part of a decade. <laughs> yeah, we've seen. We know what Malik can do, and we've seen what he's done more times than not against quality opponents, and it has been less than stellar. And I think it's just natural to see Brock Doman play or the offense to play well against a bad opponent and be like, okay. I kind of want to see how this works against a better opponent next week. No, I feel kind of bad for Malik. This was his one stat game of the year that makes everybody think he's really great by looking at the numbers. Now he didn't get that game. Well, he got South Florida. That's true. He lit it up. He did. You're right. He hit South Florida. You're right. I'm sorry. I mean, we've got now the second half of the season, though. Like this is, I saw Kelly Dickey throw it out there. We currently are on track to play five top 25 opponents. We've never played five ranked teams in one season. Never. 
Really? It's happened. We've had three seasons where we've played four teams. And again, this is not teams ranked at the end of the season. This is teams ranked when you play them. We've had three seasons historically where we've played four top 25 opponents, but never five. Did did uh, did, this, did the stats say when the last one was? Was it during my like? I know maybe one of the Snellenberger I know, years. I know 2006 was one of them. Okay. I know, I was thinking maybe the Snellenbergers when we played like A&M, Tennessee, Ohio State. Maybe that I was... want to say one of them was like an early 90s. And then one yeah. was 2006. And one was one of the seasons since then. I, think, I want to say 2014, Petrino's first year. Because, um, well, the year we almost beat Ohio State, I don't think they, they might have been ranked. I think they were maybe late, low time. That was the Ohio State team that I think went in unranked, though. But maybe they were like 19th or 20th. I the, yeah, it was. Uh, so the Cards have never played five ranked opponents in one season. Three seasons have had four ranked opponents 1993. Okay. 2006. And then 2018, the year where we were just getting. That was a bad season. Wow. Five ranked teams. Talk about. I mean, wow. <laughs> uh, the perfect storm of everything. That was bad. The last one was the year that we gave up. And unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, I think we didn't play those ranked teams until after we gave up. Um. Well, we played. We, well, o- no, we played opened the season against Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, I don't think Florida State was ranked, or I, I know Virginia yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Who does James James Madison plays? They won this weekend, right? They did. They yeah. they they won handily over Arkansas State. They play Georgia Southern this week on the road, who's not been good. No. And then they play Marshall at home, who's been just kind of okay since beating Notre Dame. Yeah. That'll be a tough game though. So. There's, it's. I don't think either of those games are cupcakes, though. I mean, but no, still. it still seems more likely than not that they're going to be seven and zero in ranks when we play them. It is at our house, right? It is. Yeah, we're not we're not playing at James Madison. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just making sure. I that mean, would have made it. Yeah, it was, it was already a bad scheduling move. That would have made it ten times. We're playing at an event. Somehow I was then FCS <laughs> opponent. We scheduled a home and home where we play the first game on the road. I mean, you've got Virginia Tech. I know they are in state, but they're playing at Old Dominion and company. So I mean, at least Old Dominion was it was FBS when they scheduled them. Like we scheduled true. James and again, Madison. It's also in FCS. state. You're you're in you're both Virginia schools. What a terrible game! I mean, how much better would we? This that would have been like the equivalent of us I guess playing well I guess western to a degree Satterfield but. has to be thinking right now like Jesus Christ Vince like you couldn't have, <laughs> you couldn't have given me Murray State before this like I'm trying to save my damn job here what are you doing to me that's that's Vince's sixth sense of humor he let me stay on despite but he, he gave me James Madison he's like he's like I thought he's like Pitt that finally plays bad bastard <laughs> like we're playing six ranked teams basically to end the season I'm three and three I'm trying to get to six wins what are you doing to me do you think Vince when he did the schedule he just, just saw James Madison was like oh they gotta suck it's James Madison right? I don't know what he was thinking he was the dumb <laughs> we, we have no ties to James Madison there's no reason to schedule no. this game this is the only game on this on the on the on the contract I believe so. Usually there's two. God, though. I hope so. Usually they have two of them when we do this. Not type. for buy games. Buy games are typically like one time deals. That's true. Yeah. And and we're not going we're not going to a home and away with James Madison. No, so. I mean, this again, this technically was a buy game. They were FCS when we scheduled them. So the, like, we could have scheduled Murray State, Morehead State, Eastern Kentucky to fill this void, and we decided to go with, oh no, the probably the second best FCS program in America at that point in time. It, it was just James Madison's in Virginia, right? Yes. It was just a very, very dumb dumb scheduling move. <laughs> And now it looks even dumber. They they may be the best group of five team in America in their first year as an FBS program. Even 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 after he's left, it's been just screwing us. It was just yeah, it was bad. Like next year we're, we're playing Murray State in our week two, which is good. Yeah, we uh, we played Murray on multiple occasions. We played VMI in twenty twenty four, also good. Yeah. We opened twenty twenty five against Eastern Kentucky on August thirtieth, good. And those are our, I think our only we played Richmond in twenty twenty seven. Those are our, our only buy games. Richmond's that are had- scheduled. Decent teams in the past. I don't know what they look like right now, or will look like. Then. Well, Virginia beat them handily. So yeah. Well, I just I always think Richmond. Maybe they had those good runs when they had uh, Mike London there yeah. before he you know went 
flat on his face at Virginia. If you're curious, our non-conference opponents, our four non-con games for the next three years are all set. We get Murray State, Indiana, and Indianapolis next year, and then Kentucky and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the only game that we don't have a date for. 2024, we'll play at South Florida versus Indiana at home, VMI at home, and then at Kentucky. And then 2025, we have EKU at Indiana, Bowling Green, and then Kentucky at home. And then 2026 is, as of right now, our non-con opponents are Georgia, Kentucky, and Notre Dame. No, no, no. I like Bowling Green. It'll be good in a couple of years. Yeah, we the Georgia uh, series starts in 2026. We'll play them those two years, 2026 and 2027. And then 2028 and 2029, we have games scheduled at Texas A&M and versus Texas A&M. Uh, okay, we haven't played A&M since the early 90s, other than the bowl game. Yeah. Um, this is now these schedules are still these are not been some of the last part is, is Josh, right? Or the, has Vince done all this? I believe the AM is Josh. I believe Georgia was Vince. I that's the Georgia one I was on the border because I was thinking we when we announced Georgia, it was like after Vince had left, but it doesn't mean that it still wasn't Vince's doing. Yeah, that was that 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 was definitely under Vince's tent. Okay, but I, cause I, it might he might have still been there when we announced it. I was thinking he was already gone when we announced it, though. And at the time, though, Josh was still interim when when we when we announced the Georgia game. Right, the Texas the A and M agreement was also under Vince. Oh, it was. Yeah, he announced it. It was actually a few years ago. <sighs> so both all all of the scheduling, I believe, is Vince's doing. Say what you want to say. I'm I'm not. I'm, I think <laughs> I think I've said it enough, right? I I, be, I I was sitting here warning everyone for years. No one's gonna, no one listened to the Trevor. He's just a silly fat guy in the corner eating Arby's. <laughs> Ignore did, him. By the way, the Arby's he could, are back. He clearly can't take anything seriously. So when I was not pay attention to him and his warnings of Vince, no, no, no. He's just you know a goofy guy. What were you warning people about this? <laughs> like this, most of this is the Vince hate hasn't started till like the last eight months. Uh, I was I was always questionable of him. I never, <laughs> again, I, I, it annoys me that you're going to hire a guy with no experience. Yeah, I mean that was the that was the big concern. The, the, sure. the, and, and the biggest thing was, well, he was he's he's been successful in the corporate world. No, he hasn't. He was like he's like George W. Bush in the corporate world. I don't think that's he's true. fallen ass back ass upwards everywhere. I don't think that's true at all. I have, I have friends who have worked for him. I think he's he was definitely very successful out there. Oh, I don't know. I think you just made that made that up. I made it up. It's true. Who's the debate it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Texture says, uh, we can now stop all the talk about Sat not recruiting a serviceable backup. The question has been answered along with the question of if this team quit on the coaches. Yeah, for sure. I, I think. The, Let me say, we don't have to worry about recruiting a backup. He's, he's been here this whole time. We didn't know it or something. Is that what he's saying? Well, he's saying like people were, would give Satterfield a hard time about not recruiting a good enough backup, and it looks like he's got a good enough backup in Doman. Now you can give him crap for not going to the backup sooner, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I, and, he's, and, and for what it's worth, I mean, I know he's tried to recruit quarterbacks to compete with Malik. Or, yes, we just want to miss I all I mean, much. yeah, and then the closest we came was getting the the Stepford McCaffrey kid who's – Practiced twice and was gone. Yeah. Who's, he's also terrible. He's got Ed's last name, but the mailman's eyes. I mean, we also had we, – we had a lot of relatively high-profile recruits that – you know, Chubba Purdy flipped on us at the last second. Did he? He's a, he's somewhere else now too, isn't he? Did yeah, he's he really, gone. He left Florida State. And he went to like Nebraska or something, didn't he? He did. I don't know where he ended up, but oh. but he's gone. T. Yeah. Webb signed with us and then oh, left yeah. after coming before fall camp started. Yep. Um, like we've had, and then you mentioned Luke McCaffrey who made it two days of practice. I was glad he didn't make it. I didn't want him here anyway. 
Oh, yeah, Chubb Purdy's at Nebraska. Okay, T- I thought that's what he's not even playing. T Webb, I think, went to Southern Miss, if I'm correct. Um, well, I yeah, he's at Southern Miss. Okay. He's also not playing. Well, last year he played, he went four of 11 with Horse, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Not great numbers. I mean, Chubb Purdy, why didn't Chubb Purdy just transfer here if he's not going to play? He's terrible. I mean, he went 0 for 11 against us two years ago when he played. Oh, I remember. It was bad. I'm just amazed he'd go somewhere like Nebraska where he's just, I mean, I guess he figured he'd get a chance to play there. I don't know. Yeah. Text says, uh, Brock Doman went 17 of 30, but he started 1 of 8, 16 of 22 after his big run. Virginia is bad, but Doman should get a chance if Malik struggles. That's where I am, too. Let's see. He started 1 of 8. He finished the last game, I think, 1 of 8. So he went basically at 1.2 out of 16. Yeah, threw a pick on his first pass. Which yeah. meant he threw picks on back-to-back passes. If you go back to the last game, the, the hail mary that nobody saw. I the, mean, the ACC network's like, we're done here. No reason to show this. I, honestly, can you blame him? <laughs> I mean, it's, no. Ah, uh, I mean, but that's this is first start. I mean, first playing, getting throwing into that situation in the last game. First start in this game. I mean, I'm assuming that I know while they didn't announce Malik officially until I guess Saturday. I think it was pretty. Uh, I, I think it's pretty safe to say he was doing first team reps all week. Yes. And was looked at as a starter, so. But still, on the road, you know, with the tongue-in-cheek hostile crowd, I mean, it's... I mean, that's very, t- very tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> it's, it's Gene Simmons-like tongue. <laughs> but I, there was nothing hostile about that, <laughs> that crowd full of Pierces and Jacksons. So it was a rough start, but you know what? He, he Like you said, he came, he got through it. He, he composed himself, made some right decisions. I, I, I'm okay with him possibly maybe being looking at him at, against Pitt. Now, I, what I will say is what I'm not a fan of and do not condone is rotating quarterbacks. Pick no, one, same. put them out there. If you got to pull the plug on one, that's fine. If you maybe have to pull the plug on the backup and go back to the starter at some point, maybe. But I'm not ro- do not rotate quarterbacks. I, there's nothing I despise more other than mayonnaise and pickles, is rotating quarterback. I think the concern now is if, like, worst-case scenario is this conversation continues for the next couple weeks, and it's going to because what else do we have to talk about during the bye week? But (laughs) you get to Saturday, two Saturdays from now, homecoming game against Pitt, and Malik gets the starting job, which I think is – I'll be shocked if that doesn't happen. But let's say Malik plays poorly. We're trailing big late in the second quarter. We bring Brock in. He plays awful, too, and we just get blasted. Because then you're in a position where it's like Malik is pissed that he's he got replaced. He came out. Brock showed that he couldn't be the guy against a much, much better defense than Virginia. And now, like, nobody's happy going into the Wake Forest game. I think that's the doomsday scenario for the next game. Is it you go to Brock too quickly. He shows it was, like, a one-time deal. Malik's pissed off then. And then we're just, like, offense is in disarray for the, these last five games against five quality opponents. But – I also think that if Malik isn't playing well against Pitt, you have to take that chance. Like you have to run that risk. You have to give Brock that opportunity because if he is the guy that can save this season, potentially save the Satterfield era, then you got to find out. But I, I think it's going to be Malik moving forward. But we'll see. Uh, we'll take we'll take a break now. When we come back, we can take more texts. Uh, you have thoughts on the basketball stuff I'm seeing. You have thoughts on this uh, this controversy. If you want to phrase, I don't know why I said that. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable there. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll put take your, what on what what I said controversy. I don't know why I just I I, I phrased it like that. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have what was no the word you said after that though? I said I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. I was joking. I was making fun of myself. Oh, okay, what's the syllable? 
the joke is I'm pu- I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Let's go to break. That's a low point for the show today. It's fine. We'll come back. We'll take more of your texts. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Monday on 1450 The Big X. run here theme today there's a theme yeah i thought it was just good vibes no okay well, now i've got to think about <laughs> think about it a little bit well i mean you know there, there's there's it, it does is linked with you know coming off, uh, off a good saturday okay don't stop get it get it people you navigate it um yeah, cute. i gotta i gotta lower it before the two minute mark because there's a curse word in there yeah, I figured. I was. I was wondering. I was like, "Did you get the clean version?" No. I, well, I know. I I, I I listened. I went through the lyrics enough to know where I, where it was at the two oh eight mark, and we're now at the two minute mark. Well done. Yeah. That's how long we let it go? There he goes. Drop the S bomb. Oh. Only people allowed to say it on here is Jenna. <laughs> I didn't know. Still one of the great moments. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned this. Uh, Matt Rule fired today from the Carolina Panthers midway through his third season on the job in Carolina. I saw that there are already odds for where he's going to land next. There's a lot of talk that he's going to be headed back to college football. Surprisingly to me, and I guess maybe it's because Louisville doesn't have officially a job opening yet, and there's some doubt that whether or not they're going to have a job opening, but Louisville is not not one of the schools that's given odds to land Matt Rule. If you were interested in Nebraska as the 3-2 favorite, to land Matt Rule, Auburn is second at three to one. Wisconsin five to one. Arizona State fifteen to two. Colorado eight to one. Stanford ten to one. Georgia Tech twelve to one. Oklahoma twelve to one. Texas A and M sixteen to one. And any other NFL team thirty three to one. Texas A and M doesn't have an opening either. They don't. Well, I mean, a lot of the schools don't have opening. Auburn doesn't. Uh, well, Oklahoma Auburn doesn't technically. Stanford doesn't. Oh, I didn't hear you. I, 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 we went in winter out the other. I didn't hear Oklahoma, but. Uh, Oklahoma is firing him after one year yeah. anyway. I told you I didn't like that. That was embarrassing, team. though. I know. I, I, I knew I didn't like Oklahoma this year. I didn't know I didn't like them that bad. Are they in New Texas? I mean, really? I mean, 49 to nil. Woof. Woof, woof, woof. That's a that's a Red River shootout you don't want to be a part of. And, yes, I said shootout because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> uh, but a and I mean. What are they called now? Red River 
waste of time. I, don't I thought know. it was still the Red River Shootout. They no, changed they, the they, took, shootout. They, they took Shootout out because it was too violent. Well, they took the Crosstown Shootout out. It became the Crosstown Classic, and then it, they brought the Shootout back. I think it's Red River Rivalry, by the way. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it is. That's stupid. They yeah, were, that's stupid. Come on. It's so dumb. I'm not calling it that. No, it's the Red River Shootout. Yeah, exactly. I, it's I, the Red River Showdown, by the way, now. Oh, is that what it is? Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Red River Stupid. That's what it is. Red River Dumb Down. That's <laughs> why no one cares about your robbery or your showdown anymore. That's the only thing they liked about it was the name. Yeah, Crosstown Shootout is back. Did they make them take away the Civil War name, too, in, up in, like, uh, in Oregon? I don't think so. I thought they made them drop that, too. Or the Holy War name. Is that still allowed? I think that's still, because the, the Mormons don't care. They're like, what? Mormons like, yeah. We're in Utah. Try, we care what you try thought. Try to make us change our name. If we thought what you cared, if we thought you thought we cared about what you think of us long ago, we would have changed stuff around. The only other one that they, uh, so yeah, they, they've changed the, I mean, this, is, this is the lamest change. The Oregon-Oregon State Civil War is now just referred to as the Oregon-Oregon State Football Rivalry. Oh, <laughs> I mean, can you get any more? Dumb, ridiculous. <laughs> and then the uh, the one that always bothered me the most was the they had to change the Florida Georgia world's largest outdoor cocktail. Party, oh yes, which is just so because because God forbid we emphasize drinking at a football game in the SEC in the South. Yeah, yeah. Would ne- the- I had never? I mean, well, well, I never grab my pearls and faint. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it now? Drinking shall only be done with a small toast post victory. <laughs> what, what, what do they call that robbery now? Well, just, they just call it the Florida Georgia line. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> the band comes out there and sings. What are they now? It's just called. Um, I don't. I don't think they have a name anymore. They just don't even have a nickname. It's just now a, just a regular season game. Yeah. It's not even anything special. It's still done in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, they don't call it anymore. They just don't call it that anymore. Yeah, they just dropped it. That's yeah. even honestly though, that's still better than what Oregon did. Uh, the the first year. I mean, if the governor ever made like a scandal here in, in Kentucky, can we like change the name of our robbery game? <sighs> yeah. Even though we should change it anyway, because there's like twelve governor cups, and it's just not very original to begin with. I, I think somebody brought this up a while back, but like the. The Bourbon Bowl, I think, is is the perfect name. I think That'd it was Connor cool. Shea on my on my website, Car Chronicle, made this whole list about why not to make it the Bourbon Bowl. Like that's uniquely Kentucky. We wow. clearly love bourbon. We can't do that because that emphasizes bourbon, and that's a no no. Yeah, but we don't care about that here. <laughs> I mean, that and our robbery's not big enough for anybody to notice. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like the Crosstown Shootout. It's college basketball, so nobody cares. Really? So like, <laughs> at what point do chickens get offended by the Egg Bowl? So they they tried to call it. Apparently, they tried to call UFUGA the River City Showdown. Because Jacksonville is known as the River City. I didn't even know that. Stupid, and it didn't work. Well, I can I understand why. How many River Cities are there? <laughs> I just remember like you're always hearing. I, I will tell you this: Jacksonville has the St. Johns River, which is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of only three rivers in the country or in the world that flows north. How do you know that? Because for, I don't know why I remember this, but that was where the Eagles and Patriots Super Bowl was. Of course. So watching coverage all week, I just remember them bringing it up like after every break. That the St. John River is behind us, and it's one of only like three rivers that that flows north. That's impressive. Is that right? I have no idea. Oh, I thought you looked it up real quick. I can. I thought you were just double checking me because you don't believe me when I give you stats anymore. Well, no. Well, for. Good reason. Because <laughs> you told me Vince failed and everything. <laughs> uh, there are many rivers that flow. Oh, there are. Okay. Like, yeah. But it's, it's St. John River is one of them. I yes. Yes. Okay. They're on there. But 
Maybe maybe it's maybe it was only like in the, in the in the in America then the stat was. Maybe it's only one of only like a few in the U.S. Well, they, I am looking at. The oh, there are multiple in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rivers that flow north. There's a whole Wikipedia page on it. <laughs> it's got, ooh, it's got a Wikipedia page, huh? Yeah, there's a lot. For next day, you have. I don't, I'm still don't know why you don't have a Wiki page. Why would I have a Wikipedia page? You should have a Wikipedia page. There's an eel river in Northern California that flows north. Okay. A little Bighorn River. A little Bighorn. Maybe it's, the lar- Maybe it's the largest river that flows north. At least I knew that. Okay, give me half credit. And I know the name of it. It was a good fact. It sounded oh, great. Thank you. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> we were talking about changing robbery names and how we got to that. I had something I was going to say. I don't even remember how we even got onto that. Yeah, I, I had something there and now it's gone. I wish I could blame a texter, but I can't. You can't. Uh, we can. Whatever. I, I, I literally had something I was going to say right there. And like your river discussion just completely threw me for a loop. I have no idea what I was going to say. Whatever. By the way, I'm tired. Of, I, okay, I, I'm going to defend myself on one thing here because okay. this, this is an old subject, though. I'm going to tired of getting crap about my 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 looking down on the podcast one and a half listeners. It's one of your worst takes. It is not one of my worst takes. It is one of my best takes. And what annoys me today is like I saw Big Blue Drew call me out on Twitter. Love Big Blue Drew. I, I mean, loved him more before this Twitter thing, but I loved him. I still love him nonetheless. And he he's mocking me. And it, made me, it just reminded me of thinking, like, how I used to get so much crap because when I say I skim an article and everybody, and you do, you'll laugh and you're like, oh. Well, that's completely different. And when TJ, you skim stuff, you miss stuff. And when you're doing the same thing, that is what no, that I'm is. Not. That is the, when you're listening on fast forward of a podcast, that is the podcast equivalent of skimming. That's, ex- that's completely wrong. 100% true. 1.5, you're hearing everything. You're, no, it, how do you know you're not? If you can't process if I if I wasn't, then I would be listening at normal speed. If I couldn't process it, then I wouldn't. I don't think you're, you're processing it. You're just doing it, it. faster. Like you can say reading fast, but skimming is skipping over parts. I'm not I'm not hitting the thirty button and just missing total. Parts. You might as well be. No, I'm not. Like I, I can listen to, if if there are certain podcasts where I can't process the information fast enough, and so I'll listen to them at regular speed. But on most podcasts, especially sports ones, I can hear it the same exact way. I process the same exact way, and I just do it faster. It's that's why you have the one point five speed button. You get more done. I'm, I cannot wait for the day you go, Trevor. You know what? I was wrong, and you were right. It's gonna happen it's because it's inevitable arguments. to happen because I know I'm right in this situation. How? It is, and unless I'm not bashing you, if you want to listen to podcasts, well, that's fine. Go ahead. Again, I skim through articles sometimes that it's I have less interest for because I'm just looking for the key points. That's what you're doing when you're doing that. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't do it. I just don't. I'm just telling you, if you're doing it, you. You're just doing it just, I don't know, just to, to, to fill time. No, you're not. You're speeding it up. Like, you're, you're doing it faster. Because a lot of times on, on like, sports shows especially, the people will talk very slowly and enunciate. That's great. And you can speed it up. So you can listen to an hour of a, a show that you really like in 40 minutes. You have more time to do other things. You have you can process more. It's, that's, it's very, very straightforward. It's an hour. Listen to it regularly instead of skimming the podcast. Why? If you process things the same way, if you hear it the same way, then why wouldn't you save that extra 20 minutes? That's why I'm going to start calling it, by the way, because that's what it is. It's skimming the podcast. It's not. <laughs> skimming the podcast is like hitting the 30 over, like like, but like people are doing right now. They're, hit, <laughs> they're hitting the 30 because they don't care about this conversation. They're skimming the podcast now. Listening to 1.5 is listening to it just at a faster speed. It's like reading faster. Skim. If you can't read fast, then you slow yourself down. If you Skim can't listen it. fast, then you slow it down. Very straightforward. Not a hard concept to grasp. I know, which is why I don't understand how you don't get mom right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, 502-414-1450. Save us Thornton sex line. Um, don't, don't go to them. Texas says, I'm reviewing the game tape like it's the Zabruder film, trying to determine who they called the offensive, who really called the offensive plays on Saturday. So we haven't talked about this yet. Well, I believe 
did not see a Satterfield quote saying he's the one that called him? He did. So the, the broadcast throughout the entire – the broadcast wasn't helping anything. First of all, the broadcast no, was terrible. I know. Yeah. Well, he did, they did get Brock's name right. They No, but then he started doing it again the second oh, half. Oh, he did. I missed it. Do, the Domon was back. And he started playing better. So I was like, you know what? Chris Cotter, just go for it. Just call him the Domon. Sure. <laughs> It's like, how would a Jamaican refer to what they need to bake bread? Domon. <laughs> he does sound like Dave Chappelle when he's trying to act Jamaican. It was, <laughs> yeah, they, they were bad. The graphics were constantly wrong. They showed a Popeye Williams graphic for Brock Doman stats at one point. Did they really? Which was lovely. <laughs> and they showed Brock Doman stats, which were totally wrong. He was. They showed that he was two of three for uh, three touchdowns and seven interceptions, which I was like, well. Not not adding up there, but that's okay. Two of three for three yards, five touchdowns, and seven interceptions. I'm like, eh, we're not not our best day, ACC Network. But they also they kept throughout the show, throughout the broadcast, saying, you know, Lance Taylor first time calling plays, which was something that Scott Satterfield did not say. It got lost in translation last week. Satterfield said multiple times he's going to have more input on the play calling, but he's been calling some plays throughout the season. That's not going to change. Yeah. He clarified during his after he made those comments at the media press conference. He clarified on his coach's show that night, like I'm still calling the plays. He's just going to have more input because I'm doing more stuff with the defense. And then I did love like, I mean, there were so many people on social media during the game being like, I'm loving this Lance Taylor play calling. Like like Lance Taylor first play <laughs> calling. Of course the offense looks great. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Lance. All these new wrinkles. And then after the game, Satterfield is like the old Dexter gif where he's like, surprise, mother. Like He's like, guess what? I was calling those plays. When they were no, bad, no, you were hating at the beginning of the game, I was calling it was them. This. When it was flowing in the second half and it was rocking and rolling, I was calling them. And everybody was like, ooh. No, he's been sick. Man, it was me, Austin. It was me, Austin. All along. It was, it was me. me all along. <laughs> that was Satterfield after the game. Like It was like he checked his Twitter and was like, oh, I'm going to drop a nuke on these dudes. It was me the whole time. Uh, but that was that was one of the underli- sort of underrated storylines of Saturday. Everybody being like, Lance Taylor, he's got that mojo. He's got the juice. This is what we could have been doing all season long. And Satterfield's like, this is what we have been doing all season long. Because it was me. It was me this I mean, you time. didn't see any play, the plays that looked like nothing abnormal anyway. It didn't look like much change. No. Everybody was like, like going crazy about the, the Brock Doman touchdown run, which I agreed. Fantastic call in that situation, but it was the exact same play, yeah. man, the exact same you mean scenario. You've never run an RPO before? In Satterfield's <laughs> first year in the, in, the, in the Wake Forest game with Evan Conley. So like, I, there was nothing that I thought was really all that different. Of course, it looked different because we had a different quarterback with a different skill set back there. But for the most part, I thought it was it, it was the same. And Satterfield afterwards was like, yeah, when it was terrible, it was me. When it was great, it was me. So I can't imagine that's going to change. Do you think he could have like thrown some Lance a little bone, though? Do you think that he maybe got... He was just like, damn it, it was me, guys. I don't blame Come him. Come on. After after the week, he just went through where it was like, I mean, I guess this man may get fired before they leave from Charles. I don't blame him for being like, no, everything good that happened was me. I'm taking all the credit. I'm not giving anybody anything. Uh, defense, I did it. Offense, did it. Special teams, nailed it. <laughs> Those pass dropping, all me. All me. Special teams, boom. James Turner's made nine in a row. I don't see you giving me credit for that. You, I. I'm helping special teams now. I'm out there showing them how to do the leg sweep. I'm giving them the Justin Tucker post-game speech. By the way. I learned more about kicking in that 30 seconds, by the way, than I've known in years. James Turner, <laughs> let's talk about that real quickly. One of the more bizarre kicking careers at Louisville, his first year in you know, 2019 or 2020, can't man cannot miss. Lights out. Has a Inside uh, of like 40. Though, inside like, of 50. 50. Inside yeah. of 50, he was 19 of 19 yeah. going into last season. 
he misses the kick against Virginia. Misses two kicks against Virginia. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's it's in his head. He can't make anything. What were the, one of those was decent though. One of one of those like they were 47. both forty. They were both forty. They, I think they were like forty seven and forty three. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. And but then after that, like he's missing thirty seven yards. He's missing chip shots. Yeah. He was missing everything the rest Extra of the season. Point, yeah. And then this season starts. He's in a you know, battle to win the starting job with Brock Havelstead. He wins it, the place kicking job. He misses the first kick against Syracuse, which was like a chip shot. I think it was like a thirty yarder. After that. Lights out. Has not missed one since. Nine straight. It's the, I think, the like the fourth longest streak of made consecutive made field goals in Louisville history. He's been great uh, outside of the the blocked extra point last week against Boston College, which hurt us, but that's not. That's a block, though. Box yeah, count. not necessarily his fault. So. But he's been very, very good, which has been a good thing. The special teams overall has been very good this season. We have Despite had, not having a coach? This, well, it's Satterfield. He's helping out. That stuff babbles me when you told me that. I, I, I used to make fun of UK for a long, because there were some years they didn't have special teams coaches. Nice to tease TJ and, and Nick about it. Like, how do you not have a special teams coach? Well, I think the guy, I think it was Stu Holt who was doing our special teams last year. Any relation And he him? left, which made, is not a great look for Stu Holt. Like, they had a coach last year with you. Our special teams were bad. We don't have a special teams coach <laughs> this year, <laughs> and they've been great. <laughs> not exactly what you want to see. I, I, here, I'm going to drop another piece of trivia on you. Are you ready? Sure. The first ever special teams coach in NFL history was Dick Vermeil. Awesome. That was his first gig was his, a special teams coach with the Rams. Very cool. He was the first one to be named a special teams coach in the NFL. We love Dick Vermeil on the show. We do love Dick Vermeil on the show. Glad we used his last name in that statement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sometimes I forget it. We technically have a – so we don't have a special teams coach. We technically have a special teams quality control guy, though. Not a quality control guy. Shot to, is this just the quality control guy, like, one, like, give me the big FU? Because he's like, I'm quality control and special team. Could be. I can't I tell you how to kick an onside kick and get coffee. Shout out to Carl Maslowski. Is that who it is? Yeah. Nice room. Well, that was last year, actually. Oh. Okay. This year, this year we should have nobody with special I mean, teams. Regardless, here's what baffles me: e- even Southwest Louisiana State had Farmer Fran teaching special teams. We don't need it. I mean, clearly we don't need it. Can we? Oh my God, Harrow, we need to go. Come on, Harrow, we go home and way I make it. Mark Vassett's like thirty. I'm sure he's probably just coaching the special teams himself. He's good. Let's give Vassett all the credit for this. Was that the kicker that we had? Um, no, this guy went to Marshall. Who was the kicker we that was real that had a powerful leg that kept kept finding on Madden recently? What are you talking about? Um, no, I have no idea. I just go into waves. Oh, yeah, no. Texas, I was on the road and listened to the game. How involved was that on defense on a scale of barely staying awake to doing his best? Are my dogs in the house Ray Lewis impression? Woof, woof. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, I can't give you an answer on that. Like, how, Exactly how involved was he in the defensive play calling? Who knows? Like, like Well, he told Monty Montgomery to, to force a fumble in that play. And he did it. Yeah, he's like, he's like uh, you know, MJ Griffin, catch it. He's <laughs> If you have a chance to make an interception, catch it. It's like Dean Hackman replacements. Go get me the ball. Go get me the ball. That's what I said. Like, <laughs> if you asked me to coach defense, all I'd be like, somebody's got to make a play. Let's make a play. Step up. Hit him. Hit him. Like, maybe that's what he did. Maybe it worked. But MJ Griffin, he's like, you know, if you make an interception, you've got to get at least one foot in bounds. That's the college rule. It's not the NFL. One foot. One foot. And maybe that's what spurred MJ Griffin to make that great play. By the way, MJ Griffin was, was terrific. Um, Placing, replacing Kendrick Duncan, who was hurt. We didn't know Kendrick Duncan wasn't going to play until the morning of the game, which was not good. But MJ didn't Griffin, realize he didn't play until just now. There you go. The, the Temple transfer, <laughs> who a lot of people thought was going to start the season, and he got beat out by Josh Minkins, yeah. um, was was really good, was terrific. I a lot about maybe Temple transfer. Well, he played really well. He did. 
Um, speaking of Minkins, his uh, little brother, pick six on Trinity. Ballard knocked off Trinity for the first time in, I think, 25 years on Friday night. Ah, oh, poor Trinity. Would you care to, uh, to let people know how Central Wagner game went? Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> I talked to people down. I talked to people. I, I have inside sources. You said they had my tweet up in the locker room. I re- they, they had your tweet up in the locker room, and, and they were angry. Yeah, it turned out, I thought it was going to make him angry. It turned out it made him depressed. <laughs> so they went out there with just like no hope. You killed you killed the program at Wagner football. I hope you're happy, dude. I said Cortez Stone would run for 250 yards. Turns out I was shortchanging him by solid. I think it was like, 10, like when, like when 10 you gave carries me, for 340 yards. Like when you gave me 30 points for Eastern? Yeah. And they won 45 nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in defense, I don't think Stone played after the first quarter. He didn't need to. So, I mean, <laughs> Sixty-four to nothing was the final score for that game. I did walk by the field before, and I, I, I showed you. I was like, uh, I sent you a picture of. I was like, looks like a bad night to be a Cages are rocking. It was not rocking. It was well. It kind of was just on the opposite side. Of Ten the... carries, three hundred forty yards, and five touchdowns in a sixty-four to nothing win. Shout out to Cortez Stone. Come to Louisville. We need you. We need uh, need somebody to score Wagner, man. They haven't scored in like four weeks. They got six points a week before. No, it wasn't a week before. It's been at least it's two, been two weeks. weeks. It's been at least two or three weeks since they scored. They've won a game. That's all that matters. Yes, they have. They beat somebody more. I think <laughs> four more. But quite the night in uh, in local high school football. St. X outlast Manual in what was a competitive game. Yeah. We both nailed that in our high school game of the week. And then Ballard upset Trinity, setting up to be a very interesting 6 day playoff. How'd your uh, beloved Fairdale do? You know, the, the team that gets gets on the, the ballot every week. They won. Handled Did it. They? Okay. I think well, they're 7-1. and one. I'm sure they earned their ballot then. Well, they're way better. They didn't lose 64 to nothing. You know, maybe we'd have more confidence if we were put on the ballot. Don't blame me for this. I've got to blame somebody. I don't even know the coach's name. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh seriously who's the guy i don't know him <laughs> Taker says could the special guest be chris brickley and donovan mitchell well i mean those two, i mean donovan would be cool two in the same level <laughs> i assume chris brickley is very well known in like basketball he's, he's a very important person in the basketball world but i don't think the average kid is the one was his dad was the doctor no, that's Will Scott. Oh, okay. Chris Brickley is the one who now has – he, like, trains all the best NBA players in the world in New York. Like, he's become, like, the go-to basketball trainer. Um, well, the, Scott, no. The, the Knicks trainer's kid wasn't – that wasn't Will Scott. Didn't we have the Knicks – the son of, like, the trainer of the Knicks? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Maybe. Um, okay. Well, usually you remember these things. I thought I, – Will Scott's dad I know was a doctor. Okay. That's all I know. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, wait, well, you misunderstood me then when I mentioned Yeah, Chris Brickley, I, I don't know if his dad was a doctor or not, but he's – He's made a big-time name for himself, and Donovan is one of the guys that he works out with. Okay. But Donovan came to Louisville Live in 2019, I believe, too, so I can see well, him coming back. But, I mean, he's just, close now. You could look at their schedule, what they've got going on with the Cavs, and probably figure out if he could be available or not. That's a good point. Because um, they have preseason games coming up. He, I mean, I think he played his first one last night. Yeah, I know, the I know they've had him going on because I saw the Pacers one the other night. They do not have a game. They actually they'll play they're, they play that Wednesday October nineteenth and they're, they're off until that Saturday October twenty sixth. Oh, that sounds like an opening. To- sounds like I can see Donovan in the house. That'd be it. That'd be nice. Let's get all the, as many guys as we can get back would be lovely. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have the third hour. A couple other football notes to get to. We can revisit the conversation we had at the start of the show, and then we'll take more of your texts uh, as well on the Thornton's text line. Before we do that, though, gotta remind you about our guys over at First Bankers Trust. We have do we have trust in Scott Satterfield now? I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if we're going to be there yet, but you can always have that trust. 
with First Bankers Trust because they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. And they offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning, and also so much more. Go to firstbankerstrust.com to find out about that more. Investing, winning football games in Virginia, making money, it all starts with one word, trust. Trust. You should, I thought you were asking me. Oh, sorry. I'm so glad I don't have to do that read. I would screw that some of those words up so bad. First Bankers Trust. Well, that's I, I just I do make that. I up. wouldn't trust me to do that, but I trust you, and I trust First Bankers. Trust. It's all go, about trust. Go to First Bankers Trust. My board, that's, what, that's what I'm doing on Wordle tomorrow. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll take a break when we come back. Five o'clock hours up next. Happy Monday to you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It rolls on next year on 1450 The Big X. All songs oh. with good in the title. There you go. We had Good Vibrations, Feel Good Ink, and then this is Good Times Roll. Yeah, and let's not forget the first song, which is just basically good. Okay, I like My that. My better than Ezra. It was good. Mm-hmm. We played that song before we left my sophomore apartment. I just remember that. It's a great song. Dayton. It was good living with you. Wow. It's a great song. Welcome back in. Five o'clock hour here of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, celebrating a win over Virginia, talking about what it means, what it doesn't mean. We've been doing that more or less for the last two hours. Also had some updates on the recruitment of A.J. Johnson. Not Beat great. Virginia. Um, DJ Wagner, even worse. And then some other <laughs> basketball updates as well with the uh, captains being named for this season, Jalen Withers, L. Ellis, and Sidney Curry. Uh, we'll have more basketball stuff to get to. It'll, it'll be fun having the media days for the women's team, I think, next week and the men's team right after that. It'll be a nice little sort of bye week, middle of the football season type distraction. And then, of course, we have uh, at the end of this month, red-white scrimmage and then exhibition game starting. We're right around that, that, the corner from that time period where football and basketball are coexisting. It's a busy time. It's a crazy time, but it's a great time. But for now. Couldn't ask for better timing for the football team when we're in the middle of a five-game losing streak against ranked teams. Basketball gets here, baby. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> or football's turning it around, and we're winning, and we're beating James Madison and the other top 25 teams in the second half of the schedule. And then we're getting start ready to start. You know, the basketball team's looking better than we even think. Who knows? Let's look positive. I know. It's a, it's a positive <laughs> Monday, Trevor. You're not going to ruin it for people. We're you're, celebrating. You're, we're think, feeling good for at least one day. With that mindset, the only thing positive is your drug test. We've got nine shows left before we play football again. We can at least be positive for one of them. That's what we're doing right now. This is the one of them. This is the one. I've been positive for the most part today, right? You have for the most part. You just start dragging it down for the five o'clock hour for the the busiest no, hour. No, I mean I'm still positive. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. There's some negatives, but sure. I mean we've we've discussed them. I yeah. think we've been pretty honest about it. But for now, you can go back and listen to them one half speed if you want to skip the podcast. That's not skimming. Just listen faster.
Uh, we also have Louisville Live coming up uh, a week from this Friday, and then the homecoming game against Pitt, which we found out will be an 8 o'clock kickoff that Saturday night. And the day after that, that Sunday, is actually the red-white scrimmage at, uh, at the KFC Yum Center. So the first really loaded basketball football coexisting weekend is coming up in just uh just starting about 11 days from now i always have to precursor this by saying if you said this i missed it because you get mad so mad when you ask you to repeat something eight o'clock pit acc network acc network is correct okay yeah um i had not said that i think but a, a solid guess on your <laughs> i've got to the point where i have to like just like make sure to, to, to apologize before i ask well only when it, it was something that i said like literally so five mad. seconds before is the only time i get mad when i'm like if i'd said right now like you're like, how many seconds do you usually say? I'm like, five. I just said five seconds. See, that's, that's when I get the mad. thing is, is though, is like when I'm listening to you, it's like I'm, I'm you're not really listening. I'm, I'm skimming you. I've got you on one and a half speed in my head. Well, that's just not. Then you need to take me down to like one. <laughs> that's when you have to take it down to one. <laughs> maybe maybe half. Slow mo. Stop. <laughs> um, if you missed the if you missed the beginning of the show, we gave our thoughts on Saturday's game, and and I my quick spiel. I'll give it again. Was was essentially this. Like, I think it's fine to be really happy with the way the team played, to be happy that we went on the road, we doubled up a team in conference play on their home field. Brock Doman, backup quarterback, played well in in the second half, certainly. The backfield, which was missing three scholarship running backs, really stepped up and played well. Um, Receivers had some good games. Marshawn Ford really stepped up. The defense was fantastic. We had no negative offensive plays the entire game. It's fine to celebrate those things, be very happy about those, and also, on the other hand, say, Big picture, grand scheme of things, this probably didn't change a whole lot about where the program is right now, where it's headed, and what's going to happen with Scott Satterfield. It's fine to do those things. You don't have to be completely gloom and doom and say, well, you know, it's, who cares if they won? They, you know, this, we still suck. Virginia sucks. We're going to be terrible. It's fine to be like, I'm, I'm happy we won. It made my weekend better. There were some good things to talk about. But big picture, we need to see a whole lot more if we're going to get back on the Satterfield's the guy train. And I say, I mean a lot more at this point. You have a second half of the season now where you're playing the defending ACC champions to start, and then you have five ranked teams, currently ranked teams, after that. If he can go, I mean, God, 4-2 and two against that, then, yeah, maybe there's some enthusiasm surrounding the program, especially if you're able to make Kentucky one of those four or Clemson one of those four, and the team looks capable and confident and competitive in the other two. If the more likely scenario plays out, which is Louisville wins just one or, or two of those games, if that, or maybe loses all six, then I think we're right back where we thought we were going to be a week ago, which is looking for a new head coach, not talking about the recruiting class, seeing which guys can, I, I guess, be kept together in that class, but also not being held hostage by that class. And I think that that's the latter scenario, unfortunately, is the more likely. Having said that, it was awesome to see Brock Doman play the way that he did. It was awesome to see the guys celebrate a win. And this did not give me a whole lot you know, of like a confidence booster going into this loaded second half of the season. But it kept that uh, that semblance, that little bit of hope, that DJ Wagner hope that you have alive going into a bye week. And we'll see what they have against Pitt. A Pitt team that played really well against Virginia Tech last weekend. Mm, Pitt so, team has pretty much owned us in the last They have. They've won, I think, what, four straight over us? Is that what we've talked Um It's at least three straight. I know that. I had it up here a second ago. I was looking at because we're ten and eight all time versus them. But well, they've won two in a row, but they won six out of seven. Whew, that's a lot. We've beaten we beat them in two thousand twelve, uh, forty five thirty five. They beat us tw- last two, then we beat them that year, and then they that was snapping a four game losing streak to them. Man, now not before that though, we had won seven straight against them. 
We had, we we own the, that. We lost four straight against them. Clearly, this comes in streaks. <laughs> it does, and hopefully, a new streak is going to start on yeah. uh, two Saturdays from now when we host them for homecoming, eight o'clock on ACC Network. But yeah, they I mean, they even when we had Charlie here, they always played us really close. Yeah. They, they beat us. I mean, the 2011 team that had gotten right in the second half. Remember, we were on a big run. And they came here and just like completely shut us down. Yeah, and then the uh, next year when the, 21-14. the Sugar Bowl team, when Pitt was not good, they were still competitive with us. And of course, they you know pretty much owned Cragthorpe, which was was everybody. It was, yeah, it was was what it was. That's not exactly a huge accomplishment. But they have beaten us the only two times that we have played in the ACC, including the COVID year a couple of years ago. That twenty three twenty just ugly game, which was one of the games that we looked back at and said, a couple plays away. That's the only game where we've both been ranked. Which one? Twenty twenty. God, we were ranked for that. We were 24th. They were 21st. That's because we were one of like two conferences playing football at that time. Uh, outside of that, we've been ranked four four other times against them. They've been ranked one, two, three, four, five times total against us. They were one number one against us in 1982. How'd that go for us? 63-14. Not great. Number two, the first time we played them in 76. How'd that go? 27-6. Better. <laughs> that 76 team, by the way, was a national title team, I believe. Well, it was Tony Dorsett. That's fine. That's okay. I'm sure, he had. A, I'm sure, he had a Cortez Stone-like game against us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that many touchdowns because they only scored twenty-seven points. But <laughs> do you take? Because I know you, you're firmly in the like, this, this changed nothing camp, which is which is fine. We, mm-hmm. we both went into last weekend saying even if they win, I mean, I, I went in expecting to win because it's maximum weirdness. That's what Satterfield does. You did not. We won the game. We won handily. Is there any part of you that feels better about the second half of the season, or are you exactly where you were? I was going to say Friday morning, or Saturday morning at eleven o'clock, but I know you weren't awake. Friday mm-hmm. night at like three a.m. Are you still in that same mental space when it comes to this team and what they can do in the six games that we still have? Left yeah, the, the only thing I left the Virginia game with in terms of change of feeling is now I feel it's like actually somewhat sympathetic for Virginia fans. Yeah, because that's that's bad. Like I mean. That's not good. We've made quarterbacks that are as good as Brendan Armstrong look a lot better. And, you know, it's not as much that as the fact that they had six yards rushing against us and 25 carries. Six yards. And you don't, and you can't just like, Brendan Armstrong was like, well, maybe he lost a, a ton of yards against that. He had like negative seven. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're running back, one running back had six, six carries for like six yards. And not to like poo poo on our own defense. But you got to be real bad to only have six yards rushing against our defense. I mean, not, and, and, it's not, and it's not as if Virginia was, like, down early big. I mean, they, they weren't even down double double digits until, what, late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter at the most? I mean, I can't remember when we maybe went up two scores or not. I can't remember the exact point of the game. But, I mean, yeah, they abandoned it. That I'm glad we got a win. It's nice to know that there is team, there's a team worse than us in the ACC. But I'm not any more confident after this game thinking that the things are going to be turned around at all. I'm with you. I mean, that's, that's basically where I'm to. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. We'll take some of your texts now. Um, Texture says, what if T-Will is the surprise guest for Louisville Live? He's going to hook, hook up with recruits. He's going to hook the recruits up with health insurance. They bring him in there like he's uh, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> is this really necessary? I don't think he's a threat to these kids. He's, he's not a violent crime offender. He's like, be careful. He might pull out an insurance form on you. Texas on the basketball thing with AJ Johnson. It's one thing to miss out on recruits. It's another to get outworked. I'm officially worried that KP is loafing. Also, Mick Cronin sucks. 
Well, I mean, McCrone does suck. I'll say this about uh, about Kenny Payne, and this is me eating words that I said on the show before. Uh-oh. We, we know what happened with the Monty Bates. He gets in some legal trouble, and that was a guy that we know we could have had, and we, we sort of passed on. I was okay with that. I don't know if you remember the Dior Johnson discussion when he left Oregon, and I said, you know, my understanding was if Louisville wanted him, they could have him. But the staff was hesitant on some red flags that were out there. I said I didn't know what the red flags were, but I think it's worth the gamble at this point. We need guards. He's a five-star guard. Bring him in here. If something goes terribly, you can kick him off the team, and that'll be that. We don't go after him. Kenny Johnson says, again, thanks but no thanks. He goes to Pitt, which seems even worse because it's a team that we play twice almost every year. Yeah, you, you have to think that he, he felt like he was going to have to kick him off the team if he did bring him here maybe. I guess because he was right. Dior Johnson gets into extreme legal trouble over the weekend. Oh, he did? I missed this. Yeah, he's now been charged with assault uh, stemming from an incident with, a, I believe, a female. Um, he has been immediately suspended from the team at Pitt. And it looks like in both of those cases – Kenny Payne was right. Like whatever right. he was hearing, whatever whatever led him to back away from both these guys, wound up being a correct uh, the correct move. I was wrong about that. I said take him, see what happens. Well, I was with you on both. That you know, if you want to take him, but the there it is a no tolerance thing. Like even if you're here a week and you get in trouble, you're gone. Like, but you're right. I mean, maybe Kenny was didn't see the same way that we do. That in terms of let's just leave Skip the option. I guess that's maybe the Petrino in us. Let's bring him in, give him an option, and see if he, you know, if he gets caught eating weed under the seat, then we'll, then we'll handle that situation and throw him off when he does. But until that happens, let's bring him in here. But Kenny doesn't agree with us. Yeah, a woman last month apparently this is one that took place. A woman said that Johnson became angry with her for getting him and his phone wet, and slapped her across the face with full force, causing her face to become very red and puffy. Um, he then was it a nice phone? <laughs> he then uh, left the apartment around midnight, came back at four a.m. and gave her back the phone. Um. Yeah, not great. Then there was more arguing, more assault. Uh, would not let her, let her leave the apartment. Just not not a good look for Dior Johnson. Should this wind up being true, probably, not. and understandably so that he has been indefinitely suspended from team activities. I didn't, um, I didn't see that. I missed that. Yeah, well, it was a weird, it kind of went under the radar. I'm sure it's not like a big headline. It was but. a weird story on Friday because it came out that like the the report had been out there that Dior Johnson had been arrested, and then this Pitt website refuted it and said. It's a weird deal. There's actually another Dior Johnson that's been arrested, not the one on the basketball team. He's at practice today. And then that night, like all the, the major news outlets were like, no, it's it's the basketball one. He's been suspended. It's the same guy. Um, so like the, I mean, like, Jeff Smith, Dior Johnson. It's, a, it's I mean, That's what I thought. Like, I was like, Pretty common. I mean, Johnson's a common name. Don't get me wrong. When that but. became the story, I was like, that is weird that there's another Dior Johnson out there who, like, yeah. And then sure enough, it was like, no, that's, that's not what happened. That would have flown if his name was Steve Johnson, maybe. <laughs> Texture says, um, you know we play high school football in Indiana, too. Do they? Do they? I only know the game that Scoots calls. That's all I know. You don't even know that. Well, yeah, you tell me. And then well, I, then, then yeah, and then you forget it. Who did he call last week? He called uh, New Albany, and I have no idea. I don't think you even knew the other one. I don't remember the other one. It was New one. Albany versus somebody. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Uh, I've been I've been told that so the local teams aren't uh, – Aren't having their best seasons locally. New Albany, Jeff, uh, Floyd. Why well, no? Floyd got beat up by Mail and Manual. Yeah, so there, there's just not a not a lot of hype from out of the the, uh, the Hoosier Hills Conference this year. So there's thanks those... for that's why we, we're not talking about it. Yeah, the, Wagner may be able to compete there. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Texas, I found Mike's burner account. It's a what is this? Do you have a burner account? No, it's yeah. a tweet at Louisville Wing Depth tweeting at Nolan Smith saying, "Can we give this guy a call about AJ Johnson?" <laughs> 
No, that's that is not my burner account. Oh, so you do have a burner account? No, I don't have a burner account. Well, which one is it, man? Make up your mind. Well, he said that's from Mike's burner account. No, that's not it. The Bring Brom Home one, not a burner account. Would you admit to having a burner account if you had one? Yeah. Would you deny having one if you had one? No. <laughs> you had to think about that for a second. Well, I was like, well, why are you asking that? Because <laughs> I wanted to try and start to trick you. <laughs> I don't. I do not That's have a burner account. Paused. I'm glad I was kind of mad. You paused to think about the it. only way. The only reason I would have a burner account is like if somebody who I really wanted to follow had blocked me. And uh, I want to see what they were saying. That's TJ's reason for which. He but I don't have. I don't. I know I'm blocked by a few people, but it's nobody who I like care that much about. Yeah, I know TJ's told us many times he has a burner account. He won't tell. He, I, I, I hand to God, he won't even tell me what it is. But uh, I know he does have it for the most part because uh, people like like Pat Forty blocks him. Oh, he wants, <laughs> that's hilarious. And he was like, I want to at least see what he's saying. I mean, I guess. I want to say he's blocked over the, the infamous, uh, I mean, TJ bought over this too. I think it was over the the Olympic team debate. The dream team versus whatever team TJ is wrong about and thinks was the best Olympic basketball team ever, which was like the 12 team or something. No, no. It was the 12 or 8. One of those teams he thinks was better than the Dream Team, and they're not. And I can't imagine caring anything about that discussion. Like, Ford, apparently, him and Ford, I think, I think that's what they got, like, a, a far fight trivia contest, like, over it at a game. And, like, ever since then, Ford, he's blocked him. <laughs> this, this sounds like Pat Forty though, by the way. <laughs> Texas, I'm not going to lie. The show's been pretty rough today. I blame the Louisville win for throwing off Trevor's mojo. Way to make it weird, Scott. What? Has it been off? I feel, like, I, I feel like it's been a little bit off. It's not yeah. our best work today. Yeah. Well, I mean, by comparison, maybe, but I mean, yeah, it's okay. I never set the bar really that high. The music's been good. I've enjoyed the music. Well, thank you. Texas says, which college sports program is more entertaining to watch, Iowa football or Virginia basketball? Virginia basketball. Virginia basketball. I like defense, though. Iowa football. They scored one touchdown, I think. Is that what right? did they do this week in Illinois? They lose. It was 9-6 to six the last I saw. Because that was a game I thought about betting but stayed away from. Illinois, I think, was giving four. And I, Illinois has been playing well since they beat I lost Indiana, if I remember right. Iowa lost that game nine to six. Yeah, nine to six. Okay, so they didn't cover. By Illinois, that. I don't think has lost since losing to Indiana. I right? think they've won straight. Now I don't know who they beat. That's the thing I couldn't remember. Well, they beat Virginia. I know that. Wow. I mean, again, I don't know if they had beaten it. They might good. They they beat Wisconsin. They ended Paul Chris tenure last week, and then they beat <laughs> Iowa this week. Do you feel insulted if you if you're if you're beating of a team gets their coach fired? Like, do you find a little that, bit, yeah. Do you find that slightly insulting? I do. That, kind of that team, like, like we, if we're losing to Louisville by twenty-four. <laughs> yeah. Guys, got to go. This is the last straw. Like, what does it say about? Yeah, what does it say about us? It was almost Virginia in two sports <laughs> in the same calendar year. Like they beat, they ended Chris Mack's tenure, and then they were almost going to end Scott Satterfield's allegedly with a win this weekend. <laughs> but that, the, you know, the Virginia basketball thing was more about time. It wasn't. You know, that was just Notre time, Dame yeah. pretty much ended the Chris Mack tenure, yeah. and Malik Williams pretty much ended the Chris Mack tenure. I mean, Patino had a little thing to do with that, getting those many cheers on the, on the big screen. Probably. I think it was all those factors. I think it yeah. was him getting booed, Patino getting cheered, and the Malik Williams press conference afterwards. I think all of that was a a salad that led to him saying, this isn't worth it. Malik Williams spent five years here, a starter almost the entire time, and his tenure will always be remembered for that press conference, maybe. I think you're probably right. Like, I, I think that's what it's going to be most remembered for. I mean, it just, which might be... That and the dunk on against Duke. I was gonna say, but if you if it's not that, it might be kind of underachieving. So maybe being remembered for the press conference is a better thing. Yeah, because I mean his expectations were a lot higher. He did have the the game clincher against Duke, the big win in twenty nineteen. Well, did he? Okay, I remember. He's not doing that one. That one's so far down the, the totem pole of remembrance that I don't even. Texas says one point five on one point two five on podcast is doable faster, and you end up hitting the ten second rewind bo- button several times. 
Well, if you're hitting the rewind button, then you just why are you listening to it fast? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Well, you should be with me on all of it, but that's not. I'm not. Text say. says Trevor, the podcast argument put into terms you may understand. Billy Squire's live version of "Stroke" is faster than the original album version. Can you still understand that version of the song? I'll hang up and listen. No, I don't. I'm, there's got to be a joke somewhere in there. Are you saying I should stroke it faster? No. <laughs> Texas, has Trevor even tried to listen at 1.5? Yes, it's annoying. Have you really, though? Yes, I, I've done it. Yes, I have, literally. I don't know if I believe you. No, I did. It was for KRC, too. And I, it just annoyed the crap out of me. Texas, did you see the weight and fish guy at college game day? I saw the sign, yeah. Did, oh, did Arizona win? I, I'm so bad with this weekend. I missed a lot of games. Yeah, it sounds like you did. I believe they did win. I was so depressed after the Blue Jays lost. I said, screw this. The, no, there was a sign at college game day that said just, we got weights and fish. Arizona lost, by the way. Bad. <laughs> oh, man. It a sellout, too. But, yeah, it's all I could think of. I was, uh, Troy and I were talking about that story when he first came. When he, the I came weights and fish guy? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I got a bunch of people tagged me on Twitter on it. It's, it's, the, it's the story of the year. We got weights and fish. I mean, it's so a better good. story to have than the chess guy. Because, I mean... <laughs> Scanning butts. We got beads and butts. <laughs> I mean, pretty good, too. Texas says Mike's burner account is Penn Island. <laughs> I don't get the joke. It, oh, never mind. Penis land. Yes. I, so that was that was after me. Like, I, I remember now you, some younger friends I had. Well, that's would, the Pen 15 Club. Okay. <laughs> Come on. If you weren't in the Pen 15 Club, what were you doing? I don't, I don't, I don't think about this one because I don't know what that is. You know the Pen 15 Club? No, is? is this my blind spot? Yeah. You would, you'd be like, the only thing you have to do to get in the Pen 15 Club is you write Pen 15 on your hand. And... One and one looks like an I, and five looks like an S. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, yeah you're writing penis on your hand. It was the joke of the century. See, I was more. I guess there's a great show called Pen Fifteen. I don't. I don't pen and tell her. I never got. To, I, I guess I don't know. I was more typing in boobs on my on my uh, calculator. Well, that was a classic for all ages. Yeah, that was hell. That, that spanned generations. Oh yeah, hell and boob <laughs> boobies. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Takes us a bit off topic. Well, why stop now? You, with you being a Lions fan, sorry for you, LOL. Have you heard anything about Savion Smith's injury? It looked odd. I have not. Who? Savion. I mean, the whole team's injured. We have, we, we had, like, no safeties playing yesterday. I was going to say, you must be down to the bench players because I don't even know that name. We got uh, Amron St. Brown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was back last week. Changed Amra, nothing for the offense. Amra, we scored Amra, zero Amra. points. Amra. It was bad. Like, the whole, the whole yeah, game. Yeah, your was, offense. I, I didn't see much highlights because... When you have a shutout, for this might come as a shock, the Red Zone Network doesn't go to your game very often because uh, no one was in the Red Zone. So I didn't see a lot of the clips of it, but it didn't look good. Didn't look good at all. Hey, but what about Bradley Zappy? Zappy. Is it Zappy or Zappy? Zappy. Zappy. He Zappy juked out our number one pick uh, incredibly badly. It was embarrassing. Aiden Hutchinson got, like, made, made him look like a complete fool. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, Bradley Zappy is uh, he's sneaky athletic. Texas Trevor was part of the I Cup generation. Were you I Cup generation or Adam? Oh no, yeah, I, yeah, I was I Cup. That was yeah, we did that one. Or look down your shirt and spell attic. I don't know that part. I know the I Cup. You don't know? Look down your shirt and spell attic. What? Do it. Spell what? Attic. 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 <laughs> Somebody got me that in third grade. <laughs> I'm in fourth. I vividly remember where I was in the bathroom. I was like, A T T I C. Oh my God. <laughs> you son of a Graham. Crazy kid. You know the kids' names. Too. I do. <laughs> you still waiting to get them back? 
I've got like time. I'm, I'm, the time is coming. I'm gonna get him to the pin fifteen club any <laughs> yeah, day now. Yeah, you can make him make him get an eye cup. <laughs> Texas, I wouldn't put it past Payne at this point to just go ahead and invite Calipari as a special guest as part of the one oh, the new Lord. one big happy family set of Kentucky theme that's being rolled out. Come on, guys. If we're gonna have Cal come out, can we go hand out like uh, like old fruit to everybody? We're not gonna do that. We, we, it's not. They're gonna play one time. Something bad's going to happen, whether it's this year or next season. And that relationship's going to be ruined. We're going to get back to the good old I hate you days very soon. It's just, it's kumbaya now because they haven't played yet. I do miss the old I hate you days. I mean, I, the I hate you days never leave for us. No, it's true. I still hate them. Uh, Scooter Dingus, speaking of hate, KSI, K- KRC <laughs> producer. T- tired of us making fun of his uh, Southern High School uh, play-by-play year. It was Seymour last week. He was calling game at Seymour. <laughs> and now this week it's uh, New Albany versus Floyd Central this week. That sounds like a barn burner. Southern Indiana football. Make sure to tune in 94.7 for that one. You can listen on one half speed. <laughs> Texas has ever been to Iroquois Park for the Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular, AJ. That's how we get him back. <laughs> that's a, is that the Halloween um, balloon glow? <laughs> it is an incredible Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular. I've never seen it. It's incredible. Texas says, hey, AJ, what's cooler than your name being written in the outfield at a AAA baseball stadium? Hundreds of hot air balloons in a field. <laughs> We're not going to lose this kid. I mean, we can, can we spell out A.J. Johnson and fireworks? I mean, if we can light up an entire river for like 20 minutes in, in April, why can't we spell out someone's name? Would the owner of like the worst horse in the derby be that mad if we just let it recruit? Well, we ride him. We're, we'll ride him. Well, Rich Strike did yeah. win last year. Now, remember last year we were giving away horse names for recruits, but we were going to have D.J. Wagner's horse. I tried. We tried. We did. And my <laughs> contact on that let me down. So now we've moved on and like stop naming horses after them. We're just gonna let them ride the horse. They can be in the race. <laughs> be actually in the race. I don't know if I want. To. I don't know if that's possible. Get them in the race. I mean, have to... ride along program. We're gonna, we're gonna get like a big center recruit and put him on there, and his legs are gonna reach to the ground while he's sitting on a horse. How shameless can we get? <laughs> what if we let like some no name recruit to the re- no name to like the rest of the country do like the riders up? You know, usually like it was Jack Harlow. We've done like you know uh, uh, you know Charlie Strong has done it. It's like now calling riders up. Four-star power forward from the class of 2025. It's like some 16-year-old kid is like, jockeys. His voice breaks. Riders up. Up. That would be great. Then he commits to UK. He commits to Georgetown. Well, we lost him to Texas. We worst if he went to somewhere like Iowa. Chris Beard's letting him play at South by Southwest. No, we lose him to to like Illinois State or something. He goes to like a small school. It's like GG... the guys that, that, that uh, Billy G was recruiting out of high school they end up going nowhere. Or he comes here and just sucks. Yeah, or that too. We let him do riders up. <laughs> Texas, there's no controversy. Brock should be the QB. We should have Malik running back or in special packages. He can't be running back. He wouldn't last three games. He wouldn't last three possessions. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with he, that. He tried to put him through the tackles. Good Lord. you just he's, yeah. It would look like when Michigan put their uh, water boy out at wide receiver. That's what it would look like. Texas says, shouldn't the IARP ruling be coming out soon? If my source from, from a couple weeks ago is correct, it should be in the next three weeks. We should get it before the calendar flips to November. So what if it happens on Halloween night? It'd be, I mean, potentially oh, great. Oh, Hallow's Eve is the IARP. Maybe we need that Halloween mojo to flip Ooh. things. I just don't want it to be Louisville Live. They come in like they come in a Halloween-themed like announcement. <laughs> like the smoke and- <laughs> Cackling of a witch comes flying. Why is the IRP guy dressed up as a vampire? 
<laughs> I want to pro- just go on probation. Seems even <laughs> more of a D movie. He's like. He's the gecko Geico. He goes, yeah, he's got to have a generic. He's got to be dressed in a generic costume. He's mayhem from the Allstate commercials. Yeah. He's reading us our rulings. We'd get, no, we'd probably get the farmers only guy. Flow from Progressive is letting us know yeah. whether or not we can play in the NCAA tournament no, this year. Jamie, that's the weekend. This is a sidekick. God, Texas beating Virginia just delayed the inevitable. Showed more how bad Virginia is than good. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that that's certainly a realistic take. But yeah, I mean, you can still be okay. You can still be happy about it. Maybe Virginia's going to turn around. No, I don't think that's going to happen. What was they talking about on their local stations today? Dave Matthews. Tony Bennett. <laughs> the latest constitutional crisis. Yeah, how awesome is, is Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> as long as Brian Brown is here. Uh, Sat's job is in doubt. For God's sake, the head coach had to hold a DC's effing hands to do his job. That's bad, and it angers me as a fan that Brown is still here. Oh well, I mean, I don't think you're alone. Texter, yeah, you're not alone. Trust me, we, we meet every Wednesday, <laughs> 7 p.m. at Roosters. Trust me, come come join the meetings. Texas is, is KRC Tex. Right? KRC Tex. I wish we had more today. This is a great day for some KRC spillover text. Oh, I wonder what they were talking about this morning. Are we trying to force Levis to stay in the pocket way too much? Is this hurting him and his success this year? I know it's probably better for his pro career, but I think he'd be better for us by letting him loose. He does know Levis didn't play on Saturday, right? I hope so. <laughs> I wonder if he's aware of that. Did you see... Um, did, did you like the coach mocking I was about Stoops? to ask you. Yes. I thought it was wonderful um, because... So for anybody who doesn't know, like Shane Beamer... I think Shane Beamer's kind of a loser. I will side with UK fans on that. He's very much a tryhard. He's, he's kind of a goober. But they made this they one. made this video before SEC Media Days where like he came out to uh, Soldier Boy turn my swag on and like flipped his hat around back and was like doing the he was doing the the TikTok thing where like they all the lights go out and like everybody holds their cell phones up as lights and he's a mic comes down and he starts singing the song and it was like it, it, it made me cringe a little bit but if the kids like it whatever. And Mark Stoops sat down at Media Days that week and made some reference to, like, you know, the culture of our program is straightforward, like, get a job done, like, be gritty, like, we're not turning our head around and dancing like an idiot and something like that. Like, a very thinly veiled reference to Shane Beamer doing what he did. Yes. And so in the locker room after the game, Beamer's like, they said on Media Days, you turn your head around like an idiot and dancing like an idiot. And so he's like, well, how about this? And he's like, he like turns his head around and starts dancing. And it was like a deserved moment on did, his. Did I would have done the same thing. Did you see his post-game like interview on the field? Yeah, it was. It made me feel weird. It was awkward with him and Shane Rattler, right? It, or, or Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Yeah, wasn't it? Like, Who, first of all, did not play that great. Well, because he sucks. He's not he's, good. He's not very good. I knew he wasn't good the first minute like, I saw this him. This one, I told him it was a year ago to the day like, that he I, got replaced I, in the Oklahoma <laughs> Tech game. And like, Spencer Rattler's like, yeah, I'm at a worse school now. I look at Spencer Rattler the whole time I look at him. I'm like, this dude looks, just does not look. Like, he looks, like, sad. Like, why would you bring that up? Well, he's like, yeah, he's trying to make me forget. Like, for, yeah. like, remember that I'm in a worse place this now. This time overall? a year ago, you were, ta- you were in Oklahoma, but you were a failure, and you got bit. He was playing in Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas, sold out 185,000 people, and now he's throwing for 173 yards and two interceptions against Kentucky. <laughs> it would have been better. In the SEC Network game. <laughs> now, it would have been fun, though, if he had been like, he got benched, and that year, this and that and that Oklahoma team got beat forty nine to nothing. I, I thought that's where he was going. I was going to say it too, to a degree. 
And then they like pushed him aside and they never come back to him. No, they they, they did <laughs> like, come back to him. All they did, okay, I changed the channel. It was weird. Then. They went to the studio. Like, they were like, we're going to interview him now. And they like, he leaves. They went to the studio and they <laughs> threw it back to Rat. The whole thing was insanely awkward. It was very weird. It was it was all weird. I mean, Shane Beamer's just weird. Well, Spencer Rattler, if you watch that, I know you, you never watched the show that I recommended, uh, QB1, like he's yeah, featured well. in the last season. He comes off as a not. He comes off as a guy who's going to have problems in college. It, it did not surprise me at all that it didn't work out well for him at his first stop, and it didn't surprise me at all that he he and Tate Martell were the two guys that you looked at, and you're like, eh, I, they're going to get into some trouble. And sure enough, they— And they both have been to multiple schools now. Wound up not being great teammates. Um, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back. We have many—well, well, this always happens on Mondays. Way too many texts to get to. Um, we probably won't get to My all of them before the end I of the show. I should have chose the text and said the AJ, AJ Johnson update. I'm no, sorry. It's no, it's not your fault. We had to get to the update. It was good. That, that also just led to some more text. So we'll do that. We'll talk about the Monday night game tonight uh, as well. We'll wrap up the show after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. On this Monday here, Mr. MD, as we celebrate the win over Virginia, it was also nice. It was a perfect way to cap the weekend. We had a nice weekend. It was a nice little like overall fall weekend. Cards win, cats lose. We took the kids. We had boot the zoo last night. It was a lovely, lo- is, lovely night. Just where you go? Shoot, uh, shoot the zoo. Yeah, I never did it, but that's fun. what. What were the costumes? Uh, Donald and Daisy Duck. Nice. Virginia nice. was Daisy. Uh, John was Donald. He was loving it. He was he was Donald, feeling himself. Yeah. He was great. And then our cousin Audrey, uh, she was a Care Bear, Sunshine Bears. So they had a good time. So they we want to do like a group of all three together. What? I'm not like a group. They didn't want to do all three somehow together. No, they, she wanted to be a Care Bear. And okay. that, was, that was fine. Um, Virginia also has like a witch costume. She wants to be a witch. At different parts. Like whatever. You can be a witch, Daisy witch. That's fine. <laughs> Work it all together. You just give up biting it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, a long time ago. But so we come home after that. <laughs> great night. Great weekend. And then we end it with Lamar Jackson, game-winning drive, getting them down the field, getting into Justin Tucker's range. Ravens win. It was just, it was a nice—the vibes were right all weekend besides the Lions losing 29 up. And I know I've, I've teased it before, but, I mean, Justin Tucker giving the the how to do a field goal. It was play. great. I mean, the announcer was just like— the, the best line of the whole thing was he were, he he used the line— He broke it down. First, like, his first like, career <laughs> game-winning hold. Which I was like, yeah. <laughs> has that has that line ever been used before? Is Great. that even a stat that anybody keeps? I think it takes four point two seconds to get from. He was like giving us the sports science breakdown. I'm like, awesome. This is why. This is why. A well, mainly because he won me a playoff game against your Lions years ago. Justin Tucker did, and why I love Justin Tucker to this day. By the way, the Eagles kicker um, Jake Elliott, who also do love nobody cares. Um, he cares. He answered my fan mail, so suck it. He, uh, he was out this game, and so the Eagles had to bring in a replacement kicker, and they brought in Tucker 2.0, Dicker the kicker. Oh. And he was awesome on Sunday for us. Opposed to Arizona's replacement kicker, who shanked a 43-yarder that gave us the win. Nobody cares. I care. People nope. care. 
Yeah, I love you. Nobody cares. No, people care, man. Cares. They may not be in this area. They may not be in this room. They may not be listening. They to might the show. not be listening. They may not even know this show exists. They don't care. But they care. And the Texters will tell you. Tell them now. You got my back, Text Line. Come on, Thorntons. Hook a brother up. Texas, no one cares. That Texter sucks. I just made that up. It didn't actually happen. <laughs> That's angry Texter. He doesn't count. Uh, let's take as many takes as we can here before the end of the show. 502 414 1450. We do have Monday Night Football on tonight. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. I'm up 50 points with four guys going. Uh, fantasy, <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I got my ass kicked. That's fine. It's whatever. I don't care. Uh, Texas, <laughs> Texas, what about Matt Rule for Louisville? I mean, we've talked about it being a possibility. I don't think it's out of the room. Of, out, out, I think if Louisville. Thing is, is that, I mean, there's schools that are better offers than us, and they already have openings available. Yeah, Wisconsin. and that's what I read the odds of the, of the that Vegas yeah, came out with today about Matt Rule, and it just kind of reinforced that if he is going to be targeted by some of the higher profile schools, we're you know, kind of behind the eight ball in that regard. I wonder if he's a text because he he coached at Temple and Baylor. Because sometimes when you got guys to come back, it's a geographical thing. Like yeah. A lot of times you'll, you'll see them go back to their old stomping grounds where they either came up from or they're from, they grew up in. Get that confidence back. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Like I said, he, I know he, like I said, he started, he went, started at Temple and then went to Baylor. He was under Al Golden, I believe. He's from the Northeast. He is from the Northeast. He's from Pens- Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And, he, and he played at, at Penn State in college. Okay. So when Penn State's not looking for anything, I mean, I don't think Pitt's looking. So I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see because he's, Despite what he falling flat on his face in in, in Charlotte or in, in, with the Panthers, and he did bad. Great in college, he was really good in college. He rebuilt two programs. I mean, Temple and Bay, that was a Baylor team coming off their another one of their scandals. Texas, honestly, Brock should come in whenever the play calling involves faking a handoff because poor Malik can't sell a fake handoff to save his life, and everyone knows he's just going to keep it anyways. So we had the text last week, and it, we had never addressed this on the show before, but I have noticed it about how often. It seems like Malik runs a play fake to the wrong side. Like the running back goes left, Malik yeah. does a play action to the right, and then rolls over. Like that didn't happen at all on Saturday. So you know, I kept saying I'm not sure if this is just somebody screwing up or if you know they just don't care if if it's if it's by design. I don't think it's by design. I, I think it's either Malik or the running back just consistently screwing up because it didn't happen at all with Brock Doman. He does he gets a good play fake. Lamar Jackson used to give a great play fake though. Maybe Malik just has trouble remembering right and his left. Could be. I mean. I remember for a long time when I played quarterback, like when I was 12, I flipped the wrong side on one play every single time they called it. <laughs> I could not get it right. Just couldn't do it. Texas Mia X's closing verse on No Limit Soldiers was my favorite. We love Mia X. We do. Texas, is there a chance that a Brock-style QB fits Sats offense better? Well, what, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, Brock, I mean, he's still a mobile quarterback. I mean, he's They still have some design runs for him. Yeah, I mean the 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 t- again we brought up the touchdown that pretty much I think turned the whole tide of the game and tied it at ten ten was I mean an RPO for him. I mean, he, is he does he have the same maybe lateral quickness as Malik does? No. Well, no. no, but he's still a mobile quarterback. I think it's also weird that we're acting like this is you know like the offense performs so much better. We had 34 points. I mean, the offense was no different, really. I mean, than that's the offense I, was the same. Like, like that's like I said, you could take Brock's name off that stat line and show it to someone randomly and say this was Malik, and they might they would believe it. Maybe like our last four weeks: 31 points, 41 points, 33 points, 34 points. This wasn't exactly like a gigantic outlier in terms of offensive production going 
over the top. It also was a Virginia defense that has not been good really since the Syracuse. I mean, they yeah, you know, I guess they played well against Syracuse. They did they, they only lost by two, despite giving getting ten, yeah. And then they but then they turn around, they give up thirty eight to a bad Duke team last week and get trounced. It's you know I, Duke lost lost in overtime. Georgia Tech or won in overtime. They lost in overtime. I, think. I saw it was overtime. I couldn't remember. Yeah, now I can't remember. Um, it they, was twenty three twenty. Okay, yeah, yeah. They lost. Which by the way, Georgia Tech since firing a coach, since firing Jeff Collins, th- two and zero. I mean, two and one in the ACC. Now a shot, a legitimate shot in a wide open coastal division. Georgia Tech could absolutely play in the ACC title game with an interim head coach. Does that change your mind on like? Being on whether you favor firing or not firing midseason? No, I mean I don't think it really. I'm not saying that that's the reason why they're playing better right now. It could be. It's a bad look for Jeff Collins for sure. Yeah, but I don't think that you could take that situation and apply it to really any other one. But it's, it's not going to help him in his next next interview process. It's not. Texas says Kentucky won't be ranked when we play them. They'll be six and five. I know that's a, a rivalry joke, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. No, it is possible. I mean they. South Carolina was maybe the worst team on their schedule left. And not very good to begin with. I guess besides us, maybe. Um, but they lose that game. They play Mississippi State, who's ranked this week. Well, Mississippi State's been playing really good. And Mississippi State is almost a touchdown favorite in that game, despite yeah. it being in Lexington. Um, at Tennessee, who now is top six, flirting with the playoff. He's been playing really well. At Missouri, who's not not great. That's who's that. not been playing well. <laughs> Vanderbilt at home, they should, that, that's, yeah. they're bad. And then they have Georgia and then us. So there's a there's certainly a chance that they could lose at least two more games, maybe three more games before. Or I guess they will be underdogs in three games at least. They could have four losses. They could have four more losses when they come play us. They could. They've got what two losses now? One loss. Two. Two. I mean, you could lose Mississippi State, Georgia, and Tennessee. And Tennessee. That's five right there. That'd be five. And then if it's Missouri, if they lose that game to Missouri. And, and then don't and UK fan wants to sit there and tell me we're not losing Missouri. We got their number. Well, guess what? Yeah, I South heard Carolina's the same number. thing on Saturday about South Carolina. South Carolina is not even as good as Missouri, probably. You know what this potentially sets up? 5-6 and six Louisville versus 5-6 and six Kentucky. Loser Ooh. goes home match. Loser leaves town match. Loser leaves postseason match for all the marbles at Commonwealth Stadium. That does get me a little excited, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we'll probably lose. We, yeah, we'll probably lose by 40. But we, we'd have yeah. that week, like every other UK game in recent years, we'd have that week to have fun. That would at least give me, a, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be, I'm not going to be confident like I was last year. Unless we, you know, somehow, no, there's no way. Um, but, yeah, at least give us something to look forward to. I mean, we can just we can just joke and tongue in cheek and joke about how we, we're going to knock you out. Right. No, we know we're not going to. Anything can happen to rock a game, Joe. No, anything Texas says to be fair, Sat. To be fair to Sat, not many college football teams have good backups. UK, Bama, Oklahoma, and NC State all had backups play this weekend, and all of them looked horrible. In the portal era, if guys aren't starting, they just transfer. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, that's true. Texas says, um, no, he's right. Vince was kind of like an in-house CEO for private equity companies. He was someone who took directions well and kept things smooth for his bosses and owners. He wasn't some business visionary. He was a guy who kept the ship running while others told him what to do. It actually might help explain some of the lack of vision in leading the department. The Vince, the Vince bashing on the show just continues here. No, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor. What? I mean, I'm sure that is, I mean, sure he's a nice guy and all, but I mean, sucked his job. Texas said, I can't read that one. Uh, <laughs> Texas said, at least 48 rivers in 16 states flow north. So a little oh, 48 rivers. It's just like 16 states. That's a state flow north. A little bit more than three. Well, but I, I don't, yeah. It was still a good fact. It just wasn't right. 
No, it was right. I just I try I should have stopped. I tried to double down on it with the uh the, the amount. Yeah, you should have said it's just it's one of the rivers that flows north. There was something I remember them saying something about it's one of always so many. There there it does there's something special about St. John's River that does stick it out though. Maybe it's the only one that flows north into an ocean or something. Yeah. Because I remember them being like, it flows north and it's one of only so many uh, rivers. In the, in the, like the Amaz- I think they, they mentioned the Amazon being one of the other ones, too. Plumber Row 1 is texted in during the show. I wonder if it's for us or KRC. Of course it's for KRC. Okay, but we'll take it anyway. Let's just get five new line in the portal. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> Their line has been bad. What happened to the big blue wall? What happened to they were all we we don't rebuild we we uh, reload. Remember when they got so mad that Phil still had us at like the number thirteen offensive line and they were like fifty. Roush, I think Roush had an aneurysm on air talking about it. I mean, listen, you our offensive line hasn't been as good as we thought they were going to be. The last, great on Saturday, but theirs has been a bad. In the last two years, you've lost at least four of your five guys to NFL to be drafted in NFL. It's bound to happen, guys. So I hate to tell you this, you you just despite what you may think, you aren't Georgia. You ain't LSU even, and you sure as hell ain't Alabama. When you lose that many guys to the NFL in two years, you're going to have some holes. Texas Mike is definitely the Brom account. He gets on air and bashes it to throw off the scent. I think he is. Maybe. Well, I'll take I'll take a look at his like his, his computer when he goes at next break. Or Do something it. Like the only time that I've <laughs> ever like done like a, a – I don't know if I've ever, ever even said this, like, uh, like a fake account or anything like that, was in the very early days of Card Chronicle on SB Nation – they would like we had managers and like people who would send like all company wide emails and they'd give you like little tips and stuff and they said you know one way to get comment section going like to get conversation going is to create like a, another account and chime in so I did that for like a couple of months like this is way back this is like oh seven oh eight like early days of Card Chronicle I like an account that would be like you know generic yeah like, you know like, <laughs> like if, if nobody was commenting on a post I'd be like yeah. I think the cards are going to win this weekend or something like that just to try to get more you people. You find yourself having a conversation with yourself on Twitter pretty much? No, not Twitter. This is on like the website. Card oh, well, I've never, uh, had, a, I've never had a fake Twitter you. account. Okay, okay. I've never had like a fake Facebook account or anything like that. But I did make like one extra account on card. Even back then, I think I did like three or four times and I still was like, this is, this is silly. I have thought about doing a fake Twitter account on occasion because there's – just so I can just vent on how I feel about some things. You'd get people. banned in like five seconds. Oh, I know I would. But like I just – because I'm not going to put on my real one because yeah, I'm not a moron. I appreciate that. I'm not a moron who puts out that stuff under my own identity. <laughs> Texas says, drone light show, make it happen, KP. The drones. Texas, I'm not a Satterfield supporter, but if he manages to go 6-6 six and six this season, will Josh Hurd use that as well as the recruiting class and the buyout cost as an excuse to bring him back? I would say probably. You read that so fast like you were doing on two and a half speed. Um I always excuse bring back, and I don't want to hear any of it. I think the answer to the the text is probably. Okay. Texas, can we attribute our offensive rhythm to Lance Taylor? I feel like his play calling made life easier on Brock Doman. Chris Cotter pronunciation, Dolman. Well, again, he apparently did not call the plays. That was all sad. Yeah, ha ha! <laughs> Surprise! It was me all along, Austin. Like, is there even a Lance Taylor? Is or is that sat in disguise? Like, he pulls <laughs> off the rubber mask like he's. Like he's being like, he's ah, I was at Notre Dame. Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> so says, Kersey Tex deserve the high pitched mic voice readings. Kersey Tex. Says that I would love to hear all about our fellow U of L fans' memories of their beloved longtime Ravens team pre 17 regards any angry, tired, and true Bengals and U of L fan. I'll be honest with well, you. Yeah, I mean, no, all these old fans, we're just rooting for Lamar. We're rooting for Lamar, and I'll, I'll be hand up. Like, well, I do love John Harbaugh because it was tenure with the Eagles. Uh, but. 
until Lamar got there, I just I could not stand the Ravens. I couldn't either. I just because I looked at them as the team that stole the Browns from Cleveland. I'm not even a Cleveland Browns fan, but it just it just always just felt like dirty to me. Same text said, "Who needs a fake Twitter account? We got anonymous text lines with burner phones. Are people <laughs> using burner phones to text the text line?" I thought about doing it because my name's in the in the text line. Like if I'm ever out, like from this show or even KFC, getting another line just to that's that's bad of me, right? Yeah. Texas Brock seems to seem to see the field a little bit better. He spread the field more and gave more players the ball. Malik seems to zone in on the same people, play after play after play. He was pretty zoned in on. Uh, I was gonna say on Ford. I feel like he was going to Marshawn every yeah, play. Yeah, not that's a bad thing, but Texas, there was no rivalry joke. That's their most likely record. Them being six and five. It, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's, you're, you're probably they will be underdogs. They're they're already a touchdown underdog to Mississippi State. They definitely won't be favored at Tennessee or versus Georgia. So they're. They'll be favored against Missouri and Vandy, I would assume. So their most likely record when they play us will be six and five. They always go back and forth with Mississippi State, so I can't remember if they won or lost last year. I can see them winning this year. So I, exactly, I think they lost one. last year, so they probably win this year. I, I want to say that series has gone like back and forth for several years in a row. Uh, last year they lost that game. Oh, so they will win this year. Yep. Did they? And then they won the year before that. They did. That and was like then the they lost the year before that. Game. Yeah. And they won the year before that. I told you. <laughs> and they lost the year before that. <laughs> Last time someone did the two in and a row. And they won the year before that. Now I've got to keep going. And they lost the year before that. We're, we're to 2014 now. And they lost, they lost two in a row, 2014 and 2015. So since since Dak Prescott was there. They've alternated wins and losses. Yeah. So they'll probably win on Saturday. That's great. That's what, seven straight or so. Texas, if we, if we have to hear about the ever-loving Lions – we should be able to talk about the Eagles. Come on, Mike. We've talked about the Eagles. We a talked little. about the Eagles talked a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Jalen Hurts looked good. We looked, uh, despite missing some offensive linemen throughout the game, we we still were solid. Texas, I have a little bit of a hot take. Okay. Stoops coaches his last game at UK against U of L this year. I can see that happening. I mean, if Iowa comes calling, that's the big deal. That's the job. Texas, how do we feel about Griffin over Duncan at safety? I'd like to see it on t- on next game. I think I thought he played really well, Kendrick. Kendrick had a had, had the worst tackling game I think I've ever seen in my life in the I think Florida State loss, and then he came back and played pretty well after that. But I thought MJ I was surprised MJ Griffin wasn't the starter over Minkins to start the year. I'd heard good things about him during the offseason. I thought his tape looked great. Um, I'd love to see him get more playing time moving forward because I thought he was really good on Saturday. I second that. There you go. Um, I don't think we have any more text I can read. <laughs> I love that you emphasize that you can read. Are they making fun of me if something? No, of no, sad? no, no, no. They're not making fun of you. Are they just talking? I trash? would read them if they were making fun of you. That's fine. Well, because <laughs> you can take it as long as it's not. Vulgar. Are they making fun of you? No, they're not making fun of me. Making I'd fun. read them if they were making fun of me. <laughs> are they just vulgar about Satterfield? There's some vulgar ones. Just why? Vulgar. Why are we so angry? We did win, you know. It's not. They're not angry. They're just stuff I can't read. Right. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Football, eight fifteen, ESPN. The old rivalry: Raiders on the road taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs seven point favorites at Arrowhead. Any chance we get an upset or a even Monday Night Thriller tonight, Trevor? No and no. Yeah, I think uh, this this was in Vegas. I would we'd be talking about a possible trap game upset because they they, they do play well against the Chiefs in Vegas. I'm like they beat them. I think the last couple times they've been in Vegas. Well, at Oakland or Vegas, either way. Uh, but going on the road, no. Um, oh man, this is up top because the Raiders are. Actually, not a bad team. Just Josh McDaniel is a giant putz. He cannot coach worth a crap, and it's being shown right now. It's never so, been on the show. Uh, he, he, I wouldn't invite him if he did. Mm. He's an idiot. Um, so, 
I, I'm trying to think. I'm going to go Chiefs cover. I won't give a score. I don't know a score, but I think the Chiefs do cover the seven. I'm with you. Chiefs win, Chiefs cover. By the way, great last text that comes in just under the wire. All I know is the St. Louis Cardinals only played two more games than my hapless 100 loss Reds. Suck it, Cardinals. Did they, they got beat by the Phillies. Who, who also won the uh, Mets game? Uh, Mets lost. Padres won. So Padres clinched. And who was the other series? Um, the other three only went two games. So all of them went two games. No, no, no one's going to Mets, third game. Mets Padres was the only one that went three. Oh, it did. Okay. Uh, Phillies one and two. The Guardians one and two. They they walked off in like that was sixteen a, innings. In both games, by the way. And then your Blue Jays lost in two, and the Padres one and three. Okay, so that's that's how. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this might come as a shock after we gave up our lead. That's pretty much put giving a total belief about what's going on in baseball. Baseball back tomorrow. We'll have afternoon games to talk about Phillies Braves at one oh seven, Mariners Astros at three thirty seven. Go Mariners. Uh, everybody have a fantastic yeah, Monday night. Enjoy the football if that's your thing. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here at three o'clock. Cardinal Six. <laughs>